warning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 207. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture. Leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right, yeah. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you sound excited. Hey, it's raining outside. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's raining here. I like a rainy Sunday. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Some people don't, Jake. Some people, that's the day they decide to like, you know, cut the <laughs> cut the old wrist. You know, end it all. You know. Makes me feel bad about liking it so much. I, I know, Jay. It's 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 the truth, though. I mean, you, you look at the you look at the uh, the I don't know statistics and shit. A lot of people yeah. like to. Oh, it's uh, raining. It's dark. Yeah, time to open up yeah. the old veins. You know. Now that you say it, I believe it. I don't need the stats. Yeah, let them let them get uh, get some air, get some fresh air. You know. <laughs> well, we started really dark this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's lighten it up a little bit. Uh, we are joined by a guest, uh, second time on the show. First time was episode 200 when we had a clusterfuck of people on. Uh, welcome back, Shy A. Nechi. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on, Brian. Absolutely, man. Ha- happy to have you on. Is it just like, is it like, like, uh, is it, is it a, it's a big deal for us that I guess you're from Amsterdam, you know? But for yeah. you, for you, it's no big fucking deal. Like everybody, like most of the people you know are from Amsterdam. You're just like whatever. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. I mean, Amsterdam is really multicultural, so I'll meet people from all over the world here. But yeah, I guess you're right. So hold on, yeah, I, like if you had your own podcast, you know, um, mm. would you be like, and this, and this is Brian from the United States? Yeah, no, I'd probably say this is Brian from the U.S. Okay. Get that get that abbreviation going. Oh yeah, cuz you're hip like that, aren't you? Yeah, come on. Bro. <laughs> that makes a lot right. of sense. <laughs> yeah, here's Brian from the dank ass United Oh, US, yeah, excuse bro. me. <laughs> Fucking Peoria, Illinois represent, right? 
Oh God! Exactly. And that's when I would hang up the Skype call with you and say, yeah. "I, I right. can't do it this week, Shy. This is that would be absolutely fair. It's too much." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have to ask how the uh, tourism littering problem is going over there. Oh, it's fucking awful right now. We have something called the Amsterdam Dance Event, which is like a huge electronic music festival, and just people from all over the world come here. And yeah, it's fucking litter at max capacity. Right <laughs> Made glow sticks and used yeah, condoms. And- I don't know, fucking what drugs everywhere. So I just, I just back caved this weekend. Just stayed in the whole weekend. Did not want to deal with any of that. Oh man, that sounds crazy. It's pretty fucking cool, but like this year, I was just like, no thanks. Are there any notable musicians there? Uh, house like um, what kind of musicians? Whoever. Yeah, we have, like, all those fucking mega DJs, like Tiesto and, and Armin Van Buren and whatever. Okay. Again, not my scene. I hear you. I hear you. Brian, yeah. is that your scene? Uh, no, but I have friends that are in that scene that love that shit. Oh, mm. yeah. So, and they're usually, I don't know, they're usually, you know, uh, they're putting something in their mouths and frying on something. Yep. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Melting brains. Yeah, melting brains. Uh, that sounds like a DJ name, DJ Melting Brains. <laughs> DJ Melting Brains. Yeah, DJ Melting Brains. <laughs> I think brains. he was playing here this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> he littered too, son of a bitch. Yeah, he threw his beer bottle over there. Yeah, yeah, fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, what are What are we doing here? What are we doing this week? Yeah. So welcome, shy. It's good to have you back. Have you on a? Thanks, man. Well, have you? It's fucking midnight there, over in. Yeah, Asia. dude. Yeah, did you say daylight savings happened just today for you? Yeah, because I'm checking online, right? And it says it's happening next week. So I'm pretty confused because I'm positive the last time I was on, it was six-hour difference. And now it's like a seven-hour difference. I'll power through, man. Oh, there wow. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're on, a, on an episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I'll power through. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Jesus. All right, yeah. Yeah, all it makes I mean is like a 5K. Yeah. No, I just don't want to Luther Shaver this bitch up, you know? That's what I was saying. Off I was like, now, now the Luther Shaver episode makes so much sense. It's almost like, <laughs> you ever see that man versus food where he has to, like, eat, like, you know, either, like, spicy food and power through it or, like, try to eat, like, you know, 15 chili dogs in three minutes? Like, that's the PCL challenge. Oh, can you make it three hours with these assholes? <laughs> Yeah, we don't have too many repeat guests, I guess. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Uh, PCL challenge. Uh, when I, yeah, the old PCL challenge. Uh, no new episode next week. I need a fucking week off, and my sister's getting married. So nice. I'll be in Kentucky nice. on Saturday, uh, and then when I get back on Sunday, if I do get back on Sunday, because I think it's it's probably going to be open bar on Saturday. And I'm oh, yeah. probably just going to end up staying the night there. And on Sunday, I'm going to be hungover as fuck. And fuck all you and fuck your news and fuck your Stranger Things too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for Stranger Things too. I really am, Jake. But honestly, I think we need like a, a an additional week to talk about it anyway. Because everybody's going to be fucking itching to talk about the new episodes, right? Yeah. But I think like it'd be nice to have that extra week to kind of like collect our thoughts on on what we just saw. So yeah, I, I took the day off work. I'm going to try to do it all in one day. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, it's 
it's all going to be released in one go, right? Just like season one. Uh, every mm-hmm. yeah, everything on Netflix. That'd be yeah. So. Wouldn't it be crazy if Netflix just like they released like all the shows, you know, like they do all in one day, but like movies, they only released it like ten minutes at a time. <laughs> oh man, that would be ter- <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to format him that way, right? It would just unnaturally stop ten minutes in. Yeah, like anyway, like even like mid word, <laughs> mid syllable, <laughs> mid syllable. Like you're watching the new, <laughs> the new fucking uh, Will Smith Bright movie directed by David Ayer, and Will Smith, <laughs> he's he's like halfway through a sentence, boom, he's gone. <laughs> That's it. You got, you got, like the Chinese knockoff. Of how long place. do you have to wait to watch the next ten minutes? One week. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait a week. Jeez, that's terrible. People are like trying to guess like what he's gonna like what like what's he gonna say? Like how does he finish the sentence? You know? <laughs> Who's he even talking to? Uh, we don't know. You don't know until the next week. It's a fucked up thing. We should watch a movie that way. That would be Just crazy. Pick a movie we pick yeah. a movie we haven't seen and watch it ten minutes at a time let's, a week hey, and then talk about it. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Let's let's start up a new podcast. Ten minute <laughs> call it ten minute movies. I like it. <laughs> That's misleading. <laughs> it is misleading. What's our first movie going to be, Shy? Well, let's do Titanic. Oh, I've seen Titanic. I watch it every Christmas Eve. Oh, fuck. I'm let's telling you. do like a really long one what's, that will take all year long. What's <laughs> fucked up is the only movies that I do watch 10 minutes at a time are pornos. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so, you know. Down for that. <laughs> Who who even watches the whole movie these days? Uh, porno? Yeah. Aren't yeah. you just getting your shit in clips anyway? I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I, no shit. Like, like, <laughs> like, who, like, who's gonna, and like, once, once you're done, like, who's gonna sit there and finish it? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, you turn it off because you're ashamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you turn it, like, <laughs> I mean, I, half the time, I like slam the fucking computer closed and <laughs> throw it in a closet and then throw a bunch of sheets and like you know on it you know and so <laughs> I wow, fuck, man, yeah dude. you ever seen uh what don't, is it don't be ashamed no you ever seen There's like something i was raised in church jake I, I literally it's like i i board up the fucking closet after that like like it's night of the living dead and shit and i got zombies outside you know oh, shit i'm a godless heathen i'm proud <laughs> I'm Jake, Jake opens up his window and he's like, I just jerked off. <laughs> Good morning to you. <laughs> Top of the morning. <laughs> Jake's holding a fucking soiled sock and drinking a mug of coffee. <laughs> just know. jerked it. <laughs> Folgers. Me, it's zero godless heathen one though. Huh? I mean, it's religion zero, godless heathen one, though. I, I definitely uh, get the point. Here. I know. You're winning. You're winning. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the whole battle, but def- definitely on the masturbation front. No, hashtag you're winning. I, you know? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yet to be determined if I'm winning the whole battle. Yeah. But I definitely got you on masturbation. Oh, yeah. Now, nah, let's see here. So, yeah, no new episode next week. I'll be at a wedding and all that stuff, so. Uh, what do we got uh i want to thank a paypal donation from michael darlin thank you very much and i also want to thank two patreon patrons uh chris kristafiak and john para i probably said your name last name wrong chris but i mean it's a lot of a 
lot of consonants. That sounds like an and, awesome last name. It does. It's like uh, what's his name? Uh, oh man, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Oh my <laughs> God! Yes, what a name. It's a great name. Wow. We've got to get that one right. Who cares about the other guy's pronunciation, but this guy needs to let us know how to do it. Yeah, Chris Kristoviak. Kristoviak. Wow. Kristoviak. Kristoviak. And what are yeah, the Christoffersons? Sounds Greek. Yeah. Is that, yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think it sounds a bit Greek, right? It sounds I'm like... I'm bad with that kind of thing. It sounds redundantly cool, if that makes any sense. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, I agree. Chris Christopherson helps. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Christopherson, Chris Christofiak. It's redundant, but it's still fucking cool. You know? Anyway, I agree. I agree. It's I, very, you know, fucking Bruce Banner, Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh we've got some uh, new iTunes reviews. You know what? You know what? I've I've been yakking this entire fucking time, and I didn't pull up the uh, bumpers. Like they're not even up. Just me and you, just me and you, just casually chatting about masturbation and shame, and I never get to hear that iTunes bumper anymore on Skype. I used to be able to sing it, but I think I've I think I've forgotten it now. It's been a long. I'll sing it out loud for you, Jake, if you want me. To. It's the offspringy one, right? Yeah, it's that one. Uh, let's see here, where are we? I'll play it. Here we go. It's one star First review comes from Arcade Matt, and it's titled "The Worst Podcast Ever." Wow! Is it what's an arcade mat? Like you stand stand on it when you're playing Mortal Kombat, so your feet don't hurt. An arcade mat? No, it's like uh, it's like a laundry mat where you can play games while you're waiting for your clothes to get done. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. So, what's the, is there a swerve here? Is it a one star? Uh, let's see here. It's a five star. Oh, yeah. Wow. Never heard uh, that joke before. Uh, I've been listening to these guys since the infamous 2013 episode of The Man of Steel. Um, the hosts talk about anything and everything movie, comic book, TV show related that all the lonely basement dwelling nerds love to hear about. They make Mondays a little more bearable when you're sitting at your desk job, not wasting away. Keep the dumpster fire going, guys. Is that is it uh is it is that joke a little dated with the basement dwelling nerds? Like it used to be that way, like right? But now yeah, is that yeah. joke a little dated? Are we are we like maybe I don't know, ten, fifteen years past that one? Yeah, the basement dwelling nerds are pretty cool dudes now. Ah, they're still weird. I just think that a lot more people are brought into, uh, you know, this, uh, this culture now. Like those yeah, guys. It's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. With the invention of, uh, social media, they've all been able to, uh, gang together and yeah. seem more acceptable than they used to be, I guess. Yeah, that and the X-Men movies are now cool. You know, the, <laughs> the you know, the, <laughs> the <laughs> who, who, that was like, that, that joke killed me actually. <laughs> <laughs> who who sent this? Arcade, Arcade Matt. Matt. What we, the fuck is this? This has to be someone we know, right? They've listened to. <laughs> they've listened since 2013. Yeah, yeah. 
Man of Steel episode and had all that time to come up with a clever review, and this is the well they went down. Hey, maybe they've <laughs> listened to you. I, I guess I was judgy first, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I was all judge, judgy, judgy. I know. Don't get on me for being judgy. <laughs> no, it's okay when I do it. Um, I want to be judgy too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. And like, like, have they ever reached out to us before? I, I bet if we knew the last name, it's probably like it's probably one of the mats we know. When somebody says that they've been listening for that long, Jake, does that just mean that they went back in our catalog and went back and listened to it, or did or did they listen to that episode when it first dropped? That's what I want to know. Mm, I don't know. I think that's a level of paranoia I hadn't quite reached yet. I'm uh, trying to, hmm. to decide if that's valid. I'm there, man. I think he's uh, self-projecting. He's maybe he himself is a basement dweller. Just coming out now. <gasps> Holy fucking oh shit, shy. Mind blown. <laughs> you might know. You might be on. You might be onto something. <laughs> oh man, that's what you need, Brian. Is a good psychoanalysis. Yeah. What are you trying that Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see here. No, what do you got, Shy? Oh, I was going to say the title of his review is probably more outdated than that statement. <laughs> oh, yeah, the title, the title was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy, you are not firing on any cylinders today. Uh, <laughs> all cylinders are down. Um, moving on. Oh, I love tearing apart five star reviews. <laughs> this the, is why I. I know. This is why iTunes reviews is one of my favorite segments. You see, that's the thing. It's like you know, like you listen to the show long enough, you, you should you should appreciate getting roasted just a little bit, right? You know, <laughs> I'd like ah, whatever. Um, next email comes from uh, T Kelly. It's uh, titled, yeah, this is the one that I was bitching about before we started recording. The one that had the title so long that I couldn't read it on the actual iPhone. Yes. I had to pull up the actual iTunes app to read this one because the title's yeah, so Not the first long. time either. That seems to happen quite a lot. No, it, I, yeah, I, exactly. Some, half the time, I, I don't even look it up. I don't even care. I'm like, I, whatever. I don't even care anymore. This one's titled. iTunes review titles should be like pop song titles. Like two words, three words max. I want to see our next iTunes review title be two three words max. That's what I want the title to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see here. This one's titled uh, five disgruntled know-it-all hosts out of five. Uh, And it goes on to say it's from T. Kelly. It's a good thing that there aren't five hosts because there really isn't room for any more. It doesn't really help that the occasional guest falls asleep during the podcast or there are connection issues, but the three primary hosts are knowledgeable and have good insights. It's interesting. We, we have a third primary host. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who he's referring to or she's referring Frank, to. No. Who? Frank? I, I'm not familiar. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Remember the guy that burped? <laughs> hey, Jake, you know what? I, you remember, yeah. the, remember the, the episode? You remember where the episode, the episode, it was just a few weeks ago, where your internet connection was shit? Yes. I would, I, I want slow internet Jake to be a reoccurring character on the show. <laughs> Slow internet Jake got real pissed off. He did. 
<laughs> I sound real bitter and pissed off in that episode. Yeah, every, you do. And it's, it's funny because, like, every time, like, I say something or I ask a question or I tell a joke, like, five seconds later, I'm like, ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> There's Jake. Yeah. He's back. I fucking, like, exploded on Frank during a break, and I felt real <laughs> bad about it. Oh, wow. Cause you're, cause you were like roasting my internet. <laughs> Frank's like laughing, like it's the greatest like stand up routine ever. And it was funny, but I was just like not in the mood to laugh oh, about it. Oh, believe me, I know, I know, yeah. I know, Jake. Jake, there's a time and place. Uh, there are times where you can't joke with Jake. Oh man, I apologize to Frank though. I felt bad. I was in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got? Who else? Who else is sucking our dicks this week? Uh, Harvester, Harvester two thirty seven. Um, nice long podcast. It's a five star, and uh, it's good podcast to listen to if you have a long day at work. You just like this guy. This great. guy gets it. He yeah, like, he likes the length of our show, but he also cuts down on the length of his iTunes review. So and he gets it. Yeah, man. He knows when, when he likes it long. He knows when he likes it short. He knows the right time to be long and short. Yeah, Harvester knows what he wants. He doesn't, and he knows what we want, which is even more important. <laughs> are we are we talking about reviews here? I thought this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were okay. Ah, I, I thought we were talking about my shameful masturbation session. <laughs> Uh, this, uh, this next one is titled Idiots. <laughs> Any guesses? Five stars. Yeah. You're right. It's, I, this, it's what's it's, the point yeah. anymore? Predictable the, as fuck. It's this tired joke yet again. It's the second time this segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's from JRH 1979. I think this is James Hop though. I think this is James Hop. I expected more from James Hop. <laughs> I would, I would deny if I was James. I would deny that this was him. I, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's James Hop. J R H, nineteen seventy nine. That's that's yeah, got to be James Hop. But you're right. Yeah. He's right there with us on the age. If you're in the movies, TV shows, comics, video games, toys, or anything else pop culture related, you're an absolute idiot. If you're not listening to this podcast, there's the swerve. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> If this podcast over, (laughs) these gentlemen are masters at honest reviews, knowledgeable insights, and obscenities on an epic level. Come for the advertised content and stay for the glorious tangents. Brian and Jake, and sometimes Frank, will take you on. PCL will change your life and convert you from idiot to a savant of all things pop culture. Do you think like do you think like he had like one of those Doogie Hauser at the computer like smiles at the end of this one? You yes. Know? You think he was like, all right, yep, there it is. And he and then he hit enter. <laughs> Basking in the glow yeah. of the computer screen. Yeah. Just for the big cheese. <laughs> he, t- he, he took he took a screenshot of the moment when he when he hit enter of his face. He got a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> James gets the dynamic too. I noticed he got it with the the two primary hosts and the the sometimes other guy. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Whenever he feels like it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> James James figured it out. He wasn't confused like the previous review. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last one comes from Chef Hockey. 
chef hockey. Like hockey, like the sport? Yes, yes, as opposed <laughs> to the other form of hockey. Or it could be like hockey, like the like the anime character. Who? I thought like the eagle. I have no idea what either of you are talking about. You sound like basement dwellers right now. I don't. I, I, <laughs> 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 all right, all right. You don't have to go for low blows. Hey, we just established that basement dwellers are cool now, Jay. Come on. We all started somewhere. All right. Uh, this show is awesome. Five star. Uh, it's better than any other craptastic pop culture podcast that you were going <laughs> to listen to. They swear. They get off topic. They may be offensive to some people. So in other words, it's real. Real fans talking about the stuff pop culture geeks care about. The milky-eyed school for the blind has even endorsed them by saying <laughs> – this is the greatest podcast of all time. So there, listen to the milky-eyed blind people because they can hear better than you. Cheers. That comes from Chef Hockey. I like I like that review a lot. It, yeah, it kind of. I always think of us as kind of the best shitty podcast. <laughs> the you know really? I think that's a great slogan for us. The best shitty podcast. Well, what was it that one of our listeners back in the day called us the dive bar of podcasting? Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that too. Yeah, yeah, that's what that review is kind of saying, though. Is we're, we're the best craptastic podcast. Nah, I, I honestly, I just think we have the best listeners. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what makes us the best shitty podcast for I, sure. The best. I think we have the best listeners with like the worst taste in podcasts, right? <laughs> no offense, Sean. I'm just saying, like. Yeah. On a certain level, yeah, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. On a certain level, our listeners are, are kind of idiots, right? You know, I mean, kind of, right? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not, you know, a perfect record out there. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus. All right. Jeez. Well, I wasn't kidding. I'm sure some of them are idiots. Yeah. No, but. Uh, Thanks for the reviews this week, everybody. All right, moving on. Jesus. Yeah, let's get to the advertised content. Uh, we have advertised content this week? Uh, Black Panther trailer. Um, I'm going to talk about Mindhunter a little bit. Uh, cool. But not really. Not really. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, podcast of the week. I do have a podcast of the week this week. I have, I've taken that segment, you know, Taking it off a couple weeks, but I, w I do want to talk about podcast of the week. Hold on, here we go. Yo, so you got yourself a podcast, but nobody fucking listens. PC gals about to tell you what you bitches are fucking missing. Back in the eighties, that was a wrestler. I ain't shit, but that's got nothing to do with the podcast of the week. All right, I uh, got an email from who I presume is a listener. I don't know. Uh, I can't hear you anymore. I'm gone? Oh, it's better You're now. Like, yeah. All right. You were like cutting in and out. Sorry. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it too, Shy? I was still I talking. Did, I was talking when the bumper was playing. It's probably Yeah, that was probably it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I got an email from who I think is a listener. I have no idea, but uh, his name is Gary, and he wanted me to check out and share his new podcast. And uh, this was actually a few weeks ago that he sent me this email. 
and uh, it kind of inspired me to do the podcast of the week. Um, but uh, he sent me an email, and it said, we are proud to announce the release of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast dedicated to the Silver Age comic Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. And this podcast premiered, and I think they're they're on like episode eight now. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, every Wednesday. And it's hosted by Gary Rollin and his teenage daughter, Ella Plum Rollin. And they discuss a single issue of the comic book. And they go through it page by page. They recap it. They discuss the stories. And they even talk about the advertisements and other extras found inside the uh, Silver Age comic. Uh, so, oh, that's cool. Yeah, check it out. It's called Superman's Other Pals. And you can listen to, like I said, like the, I think the first eight episodes are on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that good stuff. So, yeah, Superman's Other Pals. So check it out. All right. Nice. How much material is there, do you know? Is there a lot of issues with that comic? Uh, I don't know. I have no clue. No clue. I'm curious. I, I, I bet there is probably a good 100, 200 issues of it. I bet. I bet Superman was big back in the day, man. You know, yeah. I mean, they they had a crypto, you know, comic book about his dog, right? Yeah, I re- I remember the comic too. Like, it's yeah. not that's not the first time I've heard about it. It's I've heard the, about it too. The Jimmy yeah. Olsen comic, so yeah, it probably had a little bit of legs to it. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, it is time to move on into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, let's see here. I want to talk about, <clears throat> real quick, uh, two shows that I watched on the Audience Network, which is the DirecTV channel. Uh, they premiered two comedies. Uh, the first one I watched is Loudermilk. And Loudermilk is a comedy television series created by Peter Farrelly and Bobby Mort. Peter Farrelly of the Farrelly Brothers, the guys behind Dumb and Dumber. Uh, there's something about Mary, Shallow Hal. Well, he's doing – he's involved. Kingpin's in, my favorite. Kingpin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they, they jerk off a bull in that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the series, it stars uh, Ron Livingston from Office Space and Band of Brothers, uh, Will Sasso from Mad TV, uh, Laura Minnell, Anya Sobjic, and Toby Levins, and Mark Brandon. Uh, it's about Sam Loudermilk, a recovering alcoholic and substance abuser counselor, a substance abuse counselor uh, with a bad attitude, manages to piss off everyone. Although his drinking is under control, he discovers that when your life is a complete mess, getting clean is the easy part. So basically, in the show, you've got Ron Livingston, who plays... I feel like my volume is way fucking down. Hold on. There we go. All right, there we go. definitely louder. All right, good. Good. I felt like I was really low. Annoying. Anyway, so yeah, he plays... It's uh, huh? It's the rain. Blame it on the rain, huh? Listen to fucking uh, Millie Vanilli over there. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Take away my Grammy. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a pause. The audio, I don't know. Audio's. <laughs> Take it a pause. Be right back. 
All right. Yeah. All right. We're back. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So I was talking about this Louder Milk show with uh, Ron Livingston. You guys know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Uh, Ron Livingston. Office Space. The office, office Space guy. The main office okay. guy. The main guy in Office Space. The one that. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, he. He just plays this unfiltered asshole, and this show's pretty damn good for uh, the first episode. There's foul language. There's some really good insults in here. He tells he tells a drug user, this teenage girl, this drug user, that her apartment smells like two garbage cans fucking each other. And it was <laughs> – I was just rolling, man. I thought that this was uh, actually a pretty good pilot. Um, I And I, I – I love Ron Livingston anyway, and I thought Will Sasso was great in this. Um, it reminded me of, I don't know, it reminded me a little bit of Flaked on Netflix mixed in with, um, trying to think of just like, you know, just somebody with really crude humor, you know, and I, I, I enjoyed this one. I'm going to give it a high taste it. Um, I, I think this nice. And that's just one episode in. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one episode nice. in. I think that Ooh. this has the, the, the chance to be kind of like a sleeper comedy hit like this, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be the next, it's always sunny in Philadelphia or anything. It's, it's just like it, it, I don't know. I, I really felt like this show can have a future, um, like a little small following on this audience network. I, I really enjoyed it. The next yeah, one, I mean, if you're giving it a high taste, it then the second episode has a lot of potential. I hope so. I really hope so. It has a lot more potential, I guess, than this next show, which I did enjoy, but I didn't love. It was hit the road on the audience network. It was it's um, Jason Alexander, and uh, you know he played George on Seinfeld, and it's about mm-hmm. a, a family band living on a bus tries to be the great American family. Um, it's also got, uh, Amy Pietz from Caroline in the City and Natalie Sharp from Supernatural. It's basically a raunchy version of the Partridge family. Um, there's some cheap jokes in here. Like, his last name is Swallow. Uh, he plays Ken Swallow. And, you know, they've got Swallow on their bus. And, of course, like, people spray paint Swallow My Dick and all this other shit on the bus. And, it's it's it is a lot more raunchy than I thought it was going to be, and they dropped a ton of f bombs. Um, the critics have been really harsh on this. I think that there is potential here. Um, they've adopted this. They adopted a young black kid, and he's really funny. He reminds me of Chris Tucker, you know, in a like a teenage Chris Tucker, and he's he's kind of funny. And I don't know. It's um it's got potential, but. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to give it a taste it with the possibility that it could get better or worse. So, Are they running these shows back to back? Yes. Like a two- yeah, it's a comedy block that they have. It's an hour comedy block that they have. Yeah. Does uh, Hit the Road have a laugh track? Ooh. I don't think so. I don't remember it having a laugh track. I Okay. I, I That's the thing. I was raised on so many laugh tracks that when they do happen, I don't even notice them anymore. Like, that's okay. just how comedies were in, like, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of notice them now because it doesn't seem like they really do happen. On, no. Like, more, except for, like, CBS sitcoms these days. Yeah, CBS. Yeah, did you uh, did you ever see – Shy, I don't know if you ever saw the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they oh, make – Oh, of course, man. Did you see the one where they make fun of laugh tracks? Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, That's brilliant. Great. That's right, Jake. You've been watching that now, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant, so. Oh, Always Sunny is such a great show. Yeah. 
I highly recommend, guys, though, that if you have a chance to watch one of these two programs, that definitely catch Ron Livingston in Loudermilk. I will. Yeah. It's got some potential. So, um, Jake, uh, what do you got this week? Um, I've been trying to watch some more anime, and I wanted to talk about one that I, I'm just a really big fan of. Um, I've been watching Food Wars a lot lately. Um, I mean, oh, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite anime of all time. It, it's an amazing show. Um, a quick synopsis of the plot is uh, it tells the story of a boy named Soma whose dream is to become a full-time chef in his father's neighborhood restaurant and surpass his father's skills. But just as he graduates middle school, his father gets a new job that requires him to travel around the world and closes his shop. However, his fighting spirit is rekindled by a challenge from his dad, which is to survive a culinary school where only 10% of the students manage to graduate. Now, I know this plot sounds ridiculous, kind of, for a uh, anime, but oh, it's so incredible. And they treat it like they have these cooking competitions and they treat it so dramatically and so seriously with all the uh, culinary knowledge that they drop on you while you're watching this. That hmm. it's just, and it, I've never seen anything like it. I'm just fascinated by this show. And I, the third season is out now. Um, I always wait and watch it in like four to six episodes blocks. So how, how, do, how do they handle the third? How do they handle the food wars? Is it is it kind of like an Iron Chef type thing where it's like one chef pitted against another chef? A lot of times that's what's going on or there's like different competitions or like lessons that he has to pass in the class um, to even get in the school. Mm-hmm. One of the characters has um, what they call the God tongue where they can taste every flavor and taste every imperfection in any cooking and you have to make a dish that that person thinks is acceptable to get in the school. Is this like – you see the whole – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go for it. I was going to ask, is this like Harry Potter with food? No, it's a little bit more crazy than that. Mm-hmm. It's a really wild show. There's actually lots of um, – you can compare it a lot to that one crazy show you reviewed, the live action show on Crunchyroll. I'm drawing a blank as to what it's called. Oh, yeah. Pishu. The Pishu. And there is yeah. Pishuing going on in Waka this Waka Kazaki. Yes, yes, there is <laughs> Pishuing going on in this. No and shit. It's crazy because the uh, – Main character is a really good chef, but also has this like twisted side mm-hmm. where he likes to make things that are just terribly, terribly awful. Mm. And him and his dad kind of have a competition as to who can make the most foul recipe and idea. And then they just force the food onto people. Like they, they give you the really good food. And then when you least expect it, they put the really bad food just in your mouth. Oh man. I think, you know, and that- then they show. They show how the different people react to the different stuff. Like you basically go inside their brain and they either have like a food gasm mm-hmm. from something really good mm-hmm. or it's something really bad. And some of the stuff they do is just hilarious. Like they play on the idea of the uh, Japanese tentacle porn. And sometimes the really bad food causes the people to be raped by tentacles. Like that's what they're feeling like. Sam Raimi and does it, that in <laughs> Evil Dead. <laughs> it's the- not, and it's not an M-rated cartoon by any means. Right. Like you don't, uh, there's a little bit of fan service. It can get a little yeah. bit cheeky, but I mean, it's it's a pretty fun show. You, I recommend this show to anybody. It's on Crunchyroll. I think you can watch at least the first couple episodes without a paid account. But uh, this is good stuff. Probably not suitable for kids, though. Probably a little too much fan service for the younger set. Hmm. Yeah, I'll check you know that what out. I'm saying. Yeah, I'll check that out. I. 
you know, it sounds like something I'd be into. I, I love cooking shows anyway, a lot of the time, you know, so it's crazy. It's, it's one of the smartest cooking shows I've ever seen too. Like if they're not making all this stuff up, if they're dropping really knowledge, real knowledge on a bunch of this stuff, then it is one really neat show. You know, the you know, egg beater, egg beaters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it could also be slang for your dick, right? Yeah. I never thought about that. It sounds more like you're beating your nuts though when you when you call it egg beaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it sounds like it sounds like you're beating like she's got eggs inside her. Right? Alright. <laughs> I think this is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell. <laughs> Alright. Oh yeah, so Food Wars on Crunchyroll. Uh, how many seasons? What are they in? Uh, season three just started. There's like three episodes of it. There's about 40 episodes all together of this thing, counting yeah. everything that's out right now. Cool, cool. There's four OVAs, too, if you know what those are. They're like the little shorts they do in between seasons. Well, can I piggyback this and talk about an anime that I've been watching this week? Yeah, what'd you watch? And then and then I'll get to you, Shy. I feel like I'm just cutting Shy off. No, not at all, man. I, I have been watching, uh, and I, I had the app on my PS4, and I'd watch some of their free stuff and then I, I watched they had one episode of this anime it's called last man and you could watch the first episode for free and i watched it maybe a couple months ago and i was like ah what why am i going to talk about one fucking episode on the podcast that's stupid if you're not going to if you're not going to become a premium member and watch you know some more of the episodes so i just watched the first episode and then yesterday i got an email from it's it's the VRV app and I got an email, and I, they're powered by Crunchyroll, so it's like they got a partnership with Crunchyroll, VRV. Yeah, Funimation too. Yeah, so yeah, Funimation, uh, Rooster Teeth, and they get a lot of different content from a lot of different providers, and um, and you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your um, PS4. I don't know about Xbox or whatever, but it's called VRV, and. Uh, they got a show. It's an anime. It's called Last Man. It's twenty six episodes, and it's. Basically, it's it's got fighting, uh, gangsters, paranormal activity. It's based on a French comic book called Last Man, and I think the art is just absolutely amazing. I love the art; I think it's gorgeous, and it's just a really awesome anime. I don't, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It, it it's just so fantastic. You you you're, you're carrying you're following a character, Richard Aldana, and he. He kind of is in boxing a little bit, but he, he, he never really, you know, wanted to be a professional boxer and he was training under this guy, uh, Dave and Dave was doing some, Dave had a, like a, a past that he didn't know about and come to find out like Dave has some bad people after him and Dave is taken into a church and killed. And we find out that Dave had a daughter and Dave's daughter has some kind of like supernatural power and people are after her. And it's just, and it, it, this show just keeps getting amped up from there. And it's, it's fantastic. I, I, I urge everybody to at least try the first episode, see if you like it. It's called last man. It's all one word. Uh, but it is, the art is amazing. The music is phenomenal. Um, I'm five episodes in and I think maybe there's... How many episodes altogether? They say 26. This was a Kickstarter to, to start yeah, off with. I was just looking at that. Yeah. It, it looks like they had trouble doing the last 12, and they had the Kickstarter just for the last 12. Yeah. So they're saying that the, that the, the series is 
26 episodes. I don't know if there's going to be a second season. Um, I think maybe 13 or 14, 15 episodes are up on the VRV app right now. But um, I think it's just – I think it's fantastic. The it's It's got cursing and sex and fighting and supernatural shit. I'd say like the best way to kind of describe it is – the character, the main character, reminds you of Jack Burton finding out about the ancient, uh, these ancient mystical this shit going on in Chinatown. He's kind of like out of his element, you know. And it's like that mixed in with, oh god, it's like Big Trouble in Little China mixed in with, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to hey, it's hard hey, to. Can you pause it. for one second? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, check it out. It's called Last Man, um, and it's on the VRV app. All right, Shy. What do you got, man? Cool. So um, I watched the uh, Marowitz stories, uh, new and selected. It's a new Netflix movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller. Ah. Uh, and it's I got written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Yeah, I got through maybe like forty minutes of this. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, uh, Noah Baumbach's done a lot of great movies like um, Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu and Margaret at the Wedding and Fantastic Mr. Fox. And um, this movie uh, sort of deals with um, this egocentric father who's an artist and sort of this rivalry between these two brothers and um, their constant need for approval of their father. And some of the tones uh, like rang true for me as well. And so I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a high tasted for me, um, but it's a great movie. And yeah, it has some like real moments in it. And I think it's one of Adam Sandler's better performances. If you look at his whole like uh, filmography. Wow. High praise. Yeah, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to get back to it. Um, I think it was getting late one night and I was starting to get sleepy, so I didn't want to continue to watch it and not be fully invested in it but um it's i i i went through i went through and i looked at noah bombach's filmography like what what mm. other things he's done and i haven't been a big fan of his work i would have to say that this is probably my most favorite thing that i've seen of his mm-hmm. i out of all the wes anderson's films life aquatic is my least favorite um fair enough i for some reason i don't know why but i love every Wes Anderson movie but that one, which is, it's kind of, I, yeah, maybe I need to watch it again. I watched it the one time and I didn't like it. Maybe I need to give it another shot, but, um, and I've never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, but, um, I, I love that movie. That's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. And one thing, like, uh, the first 40 minutes, the first hour of this movie, um, like, I can see why you were put off by it or you were tired for it because it had a really, really slow pacing, but it all comes together in the second half of the movie, which I really enjoyed. That's fine. I don't mind slow pacing. Like, I, like, I don't know what, what it is with some people. There's, you know, it's just slow, slow pacing. It's like, yeah. I like sometimes a little bit of character development, you know, slow mm-hmm. character development that builds up to a great story sometimes. Like, if you, if you want, because I, I suffered through one of the worst movies of all time. It's called Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y. It's Casey Affleck and Matt Damon. 
and it is fucking, you want to talk about slow? It's these two guys get lost in the desert, and I'm not kidding you guys. It's like an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. Don't correction Tuesday me, but whatever. It's, 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 it's a long movie, and for like 15, 20 minute stretches, all you do is watch them walk in the desert, not saying a word. And like, then every once in a while, they'll start to talk and all this shit, and then that's basically the whole movie. Two guys get lost in the desert, and it's fucking horrible. Ugh. Anyway, I haven't seen that, but do you feel like this movie is like a favor to Ben Affleck? He's like, come on, Matt, do a favor for my little brother, Case. He's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I do. I do. And it, it's uh, Matt was probably he just was like, you know, I need a little bit more cardio. Fuck it. You know, yeah. not, I'll kill two birds with one stone. Let's do this Jerry movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, man. But yeah, um, this I mean, this movie is uh hey, Dustin Hoffman grows a nice looking beard, right? Yeah, he's a, he plays a great character. He plays this asshole, but mm-hmm. just a really really great character. Yeah. It's a real character. What's up with know? the daughter? What's up with the daughter in the in the in the movie? <laughs> mm, there's a big bombshell towards the end of the film where you find out why she's the way she is. Okay. I have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to spoil anything. No, that's fine. I will I will definitely finish this movie, man. But yeah, definitely I'm glad you brought do. that yeah, up. I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And then um, uh, another thing I just got around to finishing, it's a bit late, but uh, was uh, Narcos Season 3. Oh, nice. I need to start oh, this fucking series, man. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it Pablo. either. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it pretty much based off the real Pablo Escobar? So the yeah, season one and two is like really, literally like all the events that happened to Pablo uh, Escobar and like a lot of the stuff I would see, I was like shocked to learn. And then I would go on Google and you can see these actual news articles wow. of it happening, and you're just like, holy fuck, this guy's a fucking monster. Like he is a piece of shit, you know. Um, it, but a lot of it is based on um true events it's exaggerated at one point definitely mm-hmm. the characters are exaggerated as well but like a lot of the stuff that happened did actually happen in real life wow so it's kind of gross um but season three um uh, pablo escobar is season one and two and then in season three they move on to like the new cartel the cali cartel and season three is just so much better than season one and two in my opinion hmm. It takes a whole new avenue. It explores so many new characters, and they do it so well. Do they do they glamorize the drug cartel, or do they make it seem very dark and seedy? It's bo- it's a bit of both. At one aspect, you'll get like that glamour, you know, like they're rich and they have everything at their hands and feet. But yeah. at other points, you can see that really grimy dark side of it as well that's what i love i love i love stuff like that man because it's it's very scorsese that way scorsese mm-hmm. he'll show you in goodfellas like how cool it was to be a gangster and then he'll show you you know what was the new movie that he did wolf of wall street the newer yeah. one i mean he'll show you how cool it was like this rise and you know like the cocaine and the, all the mm. uh, and the and the beautiful Quimits. women and the boats yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden it all starts crashing down he'll show you the dark yeah. side of it too so mm-hmm. It's a great show. Narcos is really one of the best Netflix shows out there. And Pedro Pascal, he's also in um, Game of Thrones as Oberyn. So he plays a phenomenal part as well. It's a great show. I really enjoyed season three a lot. Is he the dude with the whip in the uh, Kingsman 2? Uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. I thought that was I Pedro. think you're right, Brian. I yeah. think he, that, he's in that. He's the guy that played the Viper. Yeah. His head crushed in. Yeah. Or Whiskey, maybe? Yeah. 
I think you're right. Yeah, the the king. He's one of the statesmen in the Kingsmen too. Um, yeah, I'll have, dude, I, I got to check out that Narcos. How many how many episodes are in a season, man? It's like uh, I think it's ten. Yeah, nice. it's ten. Nice. Yeah, I got to yeah, check out that Narcos. Short. I've been wanting cool. to jump in on that, man. So I'll have to it's check that out. It's very good. You should do it. All right, I want to talk. Then? Oh yeah, go ahead. You got. Oh, Sorry, holy I've got fuck. one more thing. Shine, Nechi, so, fucking with the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> I also just um, this show called Episodes, which is with Matt LeBlanc. Um, it's on Showtime. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I've not seen it, but I've heard of What's it. What's it called? So, it's Episodes. called Episodes. Uh-uh, I haven't heard of it. So it's like these, um, basically, like, you know how The Office was made in Britain and then they adapted it to the American um, style and they made a bunch of seasons out of it. So right. it's kind of taken a play on that where there's these two British writers that wrote a hit comedy show in the UK and then they come to Hollywood and they want to reproduce it. And then just all these producers and directors and finance uh, investors come in and they want to change every aspect of their show. And um, they're, they're like lead actors, Matt LeBlanc, and he just plays this fucking asshole, washed up actor who's kind of like just depending on his fame from friends. And uh, they actually just finished the show on season five. And uh, yeah, it was super good as well. It was it's a, it's a really dry comedy. That's cool. I didn't know he played. So he plays himself, huh? He plays himself, and he plays himself, and he's sort of like just uh, gliding along on this fame that he had from friends, and nobody really wants to hire him and takes him seriously. And these two writers want him for a show, and um, it's very funny. So if you haven't started this, or if you have time for it at all, it's it's super funny. I have to check that out. I have to let Michelle know about that if she doesn't. That sounds like something she'd like. Yeah. Hey, are you, so do you do you watch a lot of Showtime? Um, I'll watch like a lot of good shows. I mean, it's not really network dependent for me as it is for you guys, but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy like a lot of good stuff from HBO as well. I think I'm just about to start the Deuce uh, based on your recommendation. Yeah. Um, this is not on Showtime or HBO. I think I, I forgot which network it's on, but I started Mr. Mercedes. That's on audience. That's on Directv audience. Yeah. Mm. So I started out, watched around two episodes of that so far. Yeah, I, and, I got. Um, I got to watch it. I got two episodes left of that, and uh, yeah, I need to. I need to get back on that, man. I don't mm. know that that show. The last episode just blew my fucking mind. So I yeah, kinda, you mentioned that. So I'm yeah. looking forward to getting to that episode. Yeah, okay. I had to take a little step back from that one, and I went. I started uh, today. Uh, I am two and a half episodes in. I was hoping to knock out three, but I started Mind Hunter on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah, the Fincher show. The, yeah, the David Fincher show, and uh, it's found out HBO passed on this show back in 2009, and it seems to be doing quite well with Netflix. It seems to be something that people are watching and enjoying. So I think it was uh, David Fincher and Charlize Theron pitched this to HBO back in 2009. HBO said, no, no, we're fine. It's crazy, man. It's crazy what Netflix is taking on and what other networks are saying no to. Netflix is taking these shows on. And it, 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 the proof is definitely in how much Netflix is willing to spend on entertainment, especially in 2018 where they are estimated 7 to $8 billion is what they're spending on new entertainment next season. Mm-hmm. 
And Netflix might have just been the better platform for this show too. You know, like it may, maybe it just wouldn't have played week by week by week. Like True it detective. seems like all the buzz True detective. flying through it. True Detective is proof that this could have worked. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it's as good. It's as good as True Detective season one. I, Jake, I'm, I'm two and a half episodes in, man. So whether it sticks the landing, I have no clue. But it is, it is, it is engaging. And I'm going to give these first two episodes a Tupperware. Um, I know that uh, Fincher directs the first two episodes and then the final two episodes. I don't know how the other ones are after, uh, you know, once once you get into the later episodes. It's a 10-episode season. But um, it really it, – it's basically it's – it's about the late 1970s, two FBI agents expand criminal science – by delving into the psychology of murder and getting uneasily close to all two real monsters. I feel like this – I mean I know it's I, – I was looking it up because it's really quite amazing. Like they're trying to understand the mind of a serial killer to solve other murders and it felt very like Silence of the Lambs to me but just with partners, right? Yeah, yeah, um, I can feel that just from your description. And it's based on a true crime book called Mindhunter Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit. So I actually looked it up. I was like, is this based on a true story? And it, I found an article from popsugar.com that talked about it. And it went on to say the three main characters on Mindhunter are based on real people, though they aren't exact copies. Uh, the two FBI special agents from the Bureau's Behavioral Science Unit are Holden Ford and Bill Tench played by Jonathan Groff and Holt McCallany, respectively. Those two men are based on John E. Douglas, who co-authored the book on which Mindhunter is based. Uh, Douglas, now 72 years old, is one of the first criminal profilers in the United States. After serving in the Air Force, he went back for the FBI in 1970, first as a sniper in the SWAT team and later as a hostage negotiator. Uh, in 1977, he transferred to the Behavioral Sciences Unit, where he created the FBI's criminal profiling program. Um, as part of his work, Douglas traveled the country interviewing serial killers, violent sex offenders, and assassins, including famed inmates David Berkowitz, a.k.a. Son of Sam, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, and Charles Manson. So this is – it's not like wow. 100% like this is what happened, but it is based on real people. So that kind of like blew my mind, and that actually – now when I'm watching it makes it even more um amazing to me that this actually kind of happened but um I I Tupperware these first two episodes and I'm into the third one when they sit down and they're talking to one of these um serial killers like this is even before I think they coined the term serial killer they called it he called him a a sequence killer um, huh. it's it's the actor that plays this Ed Kemper that they keep going to. He's kind of like their Hannibal Lecter, you know, how Clarice would continue to visit him and talk to him. He, this guy is just so good in this role. And I don't know. I, I am, I'm sucked in, man. I got to finish this, this, this first season. Um, is it as good as true detective? So it has the, it has the potential. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you're talking about, uh, Matthew McConaughey and, you know, Woody Harrelson though, doing their thing, doing, so the, yeah. act, the act, I think that the acting in True Detective is better, but the story here is just as good in my opinion. 
So, and yeah, it sounds like it could be deeper. Yes, and like, and you're dealing with, with kind of like you know real events. Like I'm sure that they're fudging here, you know, here and there a little bit, but like you know, like they're teasing that we might get somebody playing Charles Manson in this show. Like they might sit down with, you know, like the Charles Manson, somebody playing Charles Manson. That might happen in this show. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't want spoilers. I just want to, I just want to finish this season. It's, uh, I think it's fantastic, man. I really, I highly recommend that you, that you watch this if you have a Netflix subscription. So. Mindhunter. Yeah, I love Fincher. Yeah, it's, and that, that's, I mean, that's, like, in the first, like, five minutes of the episode, he's, like, doing a hostage negotiation, and there's something that just, like, happens out of left field, and you're just like, what the fuck? And that, that, that sets, I think that kind of sets like a pretty cool tone for the show. Like you don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. So, and uh, it's also a cool story about this guy getting to know his partner better and then trusting each other more and more. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to see where it goes and I hope it gets a second season. Um, I think it's been greenlit for a second, but I'm not sure. So. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. I'll definitely check out at least the first episode of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. Are you guys ready to uh, – no, I, I would highly recommend that you watch the first two episodes because it doesn't set up – it doesn't set up what the show is until after the second episode. Okay. I promise okay. you that once you get to the, at the, to the end of the second episode, the two Fincher episodes, if you don't like it, then drop it. So um, – but the second episode at the end of that sets up like what what they're going to be doing. So um, let's jump into – unless you guys got anything left – We'll jump into news. No, no. I'm good. All right. I'm good, man. News time. Shy, when you need to get out of here, just tell me. Just be like, dude, I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Give me the fuck out of here. All right? Don't worry. I'll be vocal about Please. it. Please. Yeah, I don't care if like I'm mid-sentence. <laughs> like Jake cuts me off half the time anyway to say something's <laughs> fucked up on his end. So just be like, hey, hey, does that go for me too? No. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just me talking to myself, okay? Jesus. Um, Stranger Things 2 hits Netflix next week. Um, yes. Have you heard about the Stranger Things fan theory? The new no, no, lay it on me. This one is pretty fucking amazing, and it comes from uh, – Ben Pearson over at Slash Film. I'm just going to read this because this is this kind of blew my mind. Um, here it is. We're only a few days away from the release of Stranger Things 2. Guys, This might, I don't know if this is spoilers or not. If you're a spoiler pussy, just fast forward until we're not talking about uh, Stranger Things 2. Uh, an old fan theory has been given new life thanks to last week's second and final trailer for the new season of the Supernatural series. In the show's first season, the kids' Dungeons and Dragons game foreshadowed their interactions with creatures like the Demogorgon. And if you recall, season one ends with them reuniting on Christmas Eve and playing Dungeons and Dragons one more time in the closing minutes of the eighth episode. Did the events of that game predict what will happen in season two? Okay, so they go on to talk about the Fessel Hydra theory. As far as I can tell, this theory, which has received a lot of attention on Reddit, originated with a Pajiba article from September 2016, which detailed the history of the Fessel Hydra, a multi-headed creature that appears as the final obstacle in the kid's second D&D game, and predicted that it would be the major antagonist in Season 2. 
The monster itself is similar to the Hydra from Greek mythology. It has multiple heads, and if one is sliced off, the creature can still survive. Hercules fought the Hydra, but couldn't defeat it alone. Each time he sliced off one of the beast's heads, two more grew back in its place. Eventually, his nephew comes up with the answer, the next stumps must be burned before another head can grow back. It illustrates the power and importance of teamwork, something that could very well come into play in Stranger Things too. The Pajiba piece points out that while the Thessal Hydra shares some similarities with the Hydra of Greek mythology, it's a character specifically designed for Dungeons and Dragons. It proliferates by infecting hosts with larvae, which is exactly what happened to Will Byers after his time spent in the Upside Down. Remember, he spit that thing up in the fucking sink. Yeah, but he did not give a fuck because he had an Atari. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Crucially, the article also points out rumors of the Thessal Hydra being designed within the game, not normally existing in nature. That hints at the idea that creatures could have been created by Dr. Martin Brenner or another of the sketchy Department of Energy employees during their shady testing. The theory is that the Christmas Eve game of D&D predicts what will happen in Season 2. Additional evidence. The theory goes that the Thessal Hydra is the multi-tentacled creature that Will sees in his visions in Season 2. It will be referred to as the Shadow Monster by the kids. And the new video from Entertainment Tonight expanded on the theory using footage from the newly released trailer. Um, So basically, I could read this entire article, but it pretty much goes on to talk about, like, the kids' game. It talks about the lost knight, the proud princess, and those weird flowers in the cave. That's what they – those were things that they talked about in that game in episode 8. Um these are things that if if we see these things in season two, it does prove that those games play a part <laughs> in in the play in, in the second season. Yeah, that that's fascinating stuff. Um I'd be very curious to see how all the connections between the game and season one. Because it almost kind of what's blowing this theory for me is it almost sounds like there's more stuff connecting what's going to happen than there is what happened and Mm. you would think it would be both ways or at least the other way around like the stuff that they'd actually filmed they would be able to reference with crazier clues on the game than the stuff they hadn't even completely put to paper yet i i've heard jake i've heard that they've that they they if if this is true i feel like that they've had an end game like they know the end game for stranger things like they had the yeah so I feel like they probably had an end game, but it, it's still my point is still that, like, wouldn't they have just maybe this is a good idea. But is there all the connecting dots to the first season, too? Like other than just the demigorgon pieces on the board? I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I, I would have to you're asking me and I, I really don't have an answer for you, man. Um, it's one yeah, of those. I, I, and I'm not even so much expecting you to have the answer is as i'm kind of throwing out like what's preventing me from diving into this head first that, no there, there is some good stuff here i know and I, i'm not saying like 100 like i'm all in on this theory i'm just reading it guys like 
Um, that's all I'm doing here. They talk about, you know, the lost knight, the proud princess and the weird flowers. They give compelling arguments for all of them, but they don't, they don't know 100% either. And I don't know if the Duffer brothers are just overtly like giving us answers. I mean, even, even if like, even if those are the things like the lost knight, the proud princess, the weird flowers in the cave, I mean, when we see that in the show, if those things do pop up, it's like not 100% that it's going to be what it sounds like here. Well, there might not actually be flowers in a cave. Um, and who, who, who's the lost knight? I have no idea. I mean, somebody gets lost in the upside down. Is that, you know, uh, the proud princess? Is that 11? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. These are just like, it could be. Just like misdirection and code, so. and, I, and I like it, but it's just like the the little factoids that knock it out of whack for me. Mm. Like the the demogorgon piece looked like the demogorgon, like the that hydra piece looks nothing like anything we've seen in these trailers so far. Where on the other hand, it was kind of a action figure, you know, miniature version of that guy. It might evolve though throughout the show. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. That's true. They might not even have had that. It might be like a case of Gollum and Fellowship of the Ring where they hadn't even decided on his final VFX yet. Right. So they couldn't even make that miniature. Yeah. I mean, in the trailer, we get like this large uh, monster and it looks more like an arachnid, like a giant fucking spider with eight legs rather than this Hydra figure. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. It, yeah. it reminds me of like stuff you see at the end of like the mist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I don't know. It's a cool theory though. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. I mean, it, it comes out in a week, so I'm sure that people will have it binged and will have answers, you know, in a week. So we'll find out. I uh, saw the um, Spotify had released uh, the season two soundtrack already, and you can look at all the uh, titles to all the tracks on the season two soundtrack. If you looked at all that. What the hell? Sorry. I got something playing on my screen. Go ahead. Have you uh, heard all the different titles for all the tracks? Uh, for Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah they released first. season two on Spotify. Oh, I yes. heard I heard that they had released it on Spotify and iTunes, but I didn't look. Yeah, I couldn't help myself and just ran down the list and read all the different title tracks. There's some real intriguing title tracks in there. Huh. Yeah, so. I mean, didn't they release like the episode titles at one time? But did they rename them? I don't. I'm not. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. They at, at the time they had said that those were the eight episode titles, but I feel like they've gone back on that. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I was going to read an article about Carl Urban talking about what it would play for him to come back to do a Judge Dredd series, but it's just the same stuff he's been saying that if they have a good script and they give him something to do, he'll come back. So whatever. Um, yeah, they pay me. Yeah. Let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Yahoo Entertainment, they talked with Todd McFarlane about the uh, new Spawn film and asked if it would be another origin story. He said, I always come back to Jaws. Not that I have a shark in Spawn, but that shark was enormous. And at any time in the movie, did they tell me why the shark was so damn big? No. Did it matter to me? No. All that mattered was that it was big and in the same vicinity as humans. Or John Carpenter's The Thing. Where do the aliens come from? I don't know. What was its reason for taking over bodies? I don't know. It just was. 
I'm okay without an origin. Just give me a compelling story, scare the shit out of me from time to time, and I'm along for the ride. To me, this story is my way of saying Spawn's been around for 25 years, and he's been evolving for 25 years. This is where he's at now. I can't do the same story over and over. So it sounds like – I don't know. I think that that's encouraging news, man. I, I really feel like maybe um, Todd kind of gets it and how the, the current, current – how people are with origin stories right now. Everybody fucking hates origin stories, right? Yeah. I think you got to give them a little – it doesn't have to be a full-blown fucking origin story. But, I mean, I'm sorry, Todd, but Spawn is hardly a household name these days now, as far as – Everyone knowing the deal. I think you can kind of like figure it out though as the story goes along. I think he's not, you know, trying to like – I think he'll just be spawned when the movie starts, right, is what he's maybe yeah. saying. I don't think it's going to be like, OK, now we're going to get to see him, you know, before he before he would, uh, made the deal with Satan and became Spawn. It's just – bullshit. This is – he's been around for 25 years. He's been evolving for 25 years. We're just going to see Spawn. And so like – you know, I, I, that's my guess is what he means. Yeah. All right. If I take it that way, yeah, that, it, it is encouraging. Like, I, and I agree. I don't want to see a two-hour Spawn origin story. That's that's not going to do anyone any favors. So get to the meat as fast as possible. I think they can tell the story within the story. We don't need to see him become Spawn is what I'm saying. Yeah. No flashbacks either? I don't think we need them. That stuff's kind of fun in Spawn, though. I want to see Malbolsha. I want to see him transformed into Spawn. That's good stuff. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I'm just taking it from what he said. I mean... I I know. It's not like it's tired fucking Batman, Spider-Man. Well, he just got done saying, like, where do the aliens come from? I don't know. He just got done saying, like, why was the shark so fucking big? I don't know. So, like, if we get to see Spawn become... See him become Spawn... I'm just taking it from his from his quotes that that we won't see that he's saying, he's saying he's okay with doing it without an origin. Yeah. I think it'd be better to have that in there. I think that's good stuff in Spawn. I, I think, think that's he, a bad move. Oh, I, I think I, about I, it. He's also saying, "Hey, man, I, I don't have the budget, dude." He's saying, <laughs> "He's saying, <laughs> right?" Yeah. This is a nice yeah. way of saying, like, yeah, origin story sounds great, but I don't have the money because <laughs> Jason Blum's only giving me ten mil. So fuck <laughs> off. So you're gonna get what you're gonna get, and you're gonna be happy with it. Yeah. I guess I'm probably better off not seeing Malbolgia if that's the case. Actually, there you go. That's a good argument. Yeah, you want this to look like fucking Corman's Fantastic Four, Jake? Jesus. No, nah, no. Nah, All right, nah. this starts. That's, that's a. <laughs> Good argument. You win this one. This uh, I'm not trying to win anything. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking anyway. I know. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to like match up with what he's saying with uh, what I what I think we might get. I don't know. But anyways, it, uh, f- filming's going to start in February of 2018. We're going to get this movie sometime in 2019. So we'll see. I'm a huge Todd McFarlane fan. Don't get me wrong. But when he's doing interviews and talking, he he can be a little bit of a used car salesman. Oh, absolutely. So sometimes. Sometimes I take it all with a grain of salt. Oh, I love him too, man. I love watching him in videos, man. He's just a he's a cool dude. Uh, let's see here. I was uh, well, hey, yeah, Shy. What are you thinking about Spawn? Do you care about Spawn? You don't give a fuck? Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Um, I sort of agree with um, 
that we don't really need an origin story, especially now that you revealed um, that he doesn't have the budget for it. We can avoid that. It's been fucking years since I've seen the original Spawn as well. Mm. Yeah, saw, don't go back. Dude, I know. I saw that it was shit. Terrible. The, yeah, it was horrible. I saw that shit in the theater, dude, and I was I left upset. Like, <laughs> I dude, I I was so fucking pumped to go in and see that movie because you know I was I was young, man. I was probably like, when did that movie come out? Ninety six. Something oh, like that, 96, no. 97? That's, that's, that's rough. That, that sounds about right, though. That sounds about right. Between 96 and 98, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, it was... 97. I think it was 96 or 97, so... I remember, I, I went to the fucking theater to watch that shit, and I left just upset. And, yeah. you know, I... Ugh, so, I'm hoping that this is... I, I'm hoping we get a good Spawn movie, but on the flip side, it's like... Todd McFarlane himself is directing this, so... Yeah. <laughs> You know, this is like, you know, Stephen King. What 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 was it? What movie did he direct? Maximum Overdrive. Exactly. I mean, and that turned I out that great. Movie. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> I love it. When that, when they shoot out the soda can and hit that guy. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's such a terrible film. Uh, so. well, I believe Marvel Comics sued them too. Oh, really? For oh, the for the Green, Green Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to include uh, Marvel TM at the end and pay them some money. Oh, yeah, the Green Goblin car. I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of Sicario from Denny Villeneuve and uh, written by Taylor Sheridan. And mm-hmm. um, the sequel Soldado comes out next year. Uh, did you see this, Shy? Sicario? Yes, I fucking loved it. Yeah, great fucking movie. Very little is known about the sequel. But Josh Brolin talked with Collider about it, and here's his quotes. Uh, you know what? That movie, honestly, I'll just tell you really quick. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, it's a good movie, and I think we need it to trim to trim some things. We need to do this and this and that to it. Everybody else had their notes. And then when they saw the final cut, it's a really good movie. I'm really excited about it. I was actually surprised at how good it turned out. He also said... I think it's just more severe, man, all the way around. I think the characters are more severe. I think the movie is more severe. I think it's just much bigger. It's just a bigger scope film. Like I said, when I saw it, it was like Sicario felt like a small movie to me, even though it was a very intimate movie. I've always said I don't understand why bigger movies can't be just as intimate, if not more intimate. Why do they have to be less emotional? I think Soldado's perfect example of that. I think it's extremely emotional. I think it's extremely tense, and it deals with similar subject matters. So he he tells us about it without telling us anything. Mm-hmm. It's bigger. It's it's, but it's more intimate. But it's it's good, and it's tense. <laughs> it's extremely tense. It's it's severe. It's more severe. Um, I don't know. It's it's got a, it. A Den, Denny Villeneuve is not coming back. Um, Taylor Sheridan did write this one. They've got a French director this time, so it'll be interesting. I just I just want to see a fucking trailer for this thing. So do you know if it's the same cinematographer? Uh, Roger Deakins was working on um, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine with Denny, so it's different cinematographer. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but I, I hear I hear the director's good. We'll see. I, I I don't think I've seen anything he's done, but I hear he's okay. So we'll see. Because um, Sicario is a gorgeous movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. It is. Uh, this 
news story caught my eye from Deadline. Uh, it said Casey Affleck to star in Alfonso Cuaron horror drama TV series. I was just like, okay. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Casey Affleck, you know, star of Manchester by the Sea. Alfonso Cuaron, director of Gravity. And then a TV series. This is crazy. So um, it's a drama series package featuring two Oscar winners. Filmmaker Alfonso Cuaron and actor AZ, uh, Casey Affleck uh, has hit the premium TV space. I hear the anonymous content project is being pitched to pay cable and streaming outlets, garnering interest from multiple networks. Um, anonymous content is like no joke. Uh, they're making some good shit on television. Um, details about the project are being kept under wraps, but I hear it's a horror genre series that tracks the origins of a cult. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron is writing, directing, and executive producing. Affleck is starring and executive producing anonymous content, which signs Cron, which signed Cron earlier this year is producing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to this. I, I need some good horror on television because I think I'm over Ryan Murphy and I'm, I'm over American horror story. I'm, I'm, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm tapped yeah. out on it too. Like I, I thought Ryan Murphy when he first came and started, I never watched like nip tuck or anything like that, but I did watch, you know, I was watching American horror story for like the first few seasons and it has progressively gotten worse. So yeah, yeah. I yeah, I love Alfonso Cuaron. He's one of my favorites. He directed my favorite Harry Potter movie. I'm a huge uh, Children of Men fan. I think that's a very underrated movie that he did. Yeah. And, um, you know, Gravity's fantastic. But, ugh, man, Casey Affleck, anything he's in, I, I get kind of, I can't help it. I get turned off. Uh, have you seen Manchester by the Sea? I just don't want to. I just, I just don't really care for Casey, Casey Affleck. Well, I just can't stomach it. Okay. I mean, yeah. Anything that he's been in before, I was not a fan of. And I said that going into my Manchester by the Sea review. But he is, he's amazing in that movie. He, he I think he's kind of a scummy dude too. So I, I just don't like him. I know. In real life, he's had some issues going on. And, you know, I found out about those things after, you know, I've, some of the things that he's said to women and things like that I've heard. But, I'm not going to – it doesn't take away from his acting ability in Manchester by the Sea. That is still one of the strongest performances I've seen in a long time. And he's a better actor than his brother. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not saying much either. But, um, I mean, I uh, I will watch this show. I mean, I need a good horror show on TV. Maybe The Purge. Alfonso Curran will make me watch Casey Affleck. Well, I – I, you know, that's fine, Jake. I, I'm just saying, like, Casey Affleck, is a, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he proved himself with Manchester by the Sea. So um, I, I, I've never cared for anything he's ever done before. I, I trashed on Jerry. He, I saw him walk for fucking two hours, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That's probably why Alfonso wanted him. Yeah, because he's a good walker. <laughs> <laughs> you could do those big long one takes with all that walking. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brian, I'm not taking anything. I know what you're saying. I mean, I, I just it's just. Uh. I know. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he is a good actor in it. No, he's fantastic. It's not like, I, but I wasn't raving about you know Casey Affleck before that movie. It wasn't like, oh my god, my favorite parts of the Ocean's Eleven movie was anytime Casey Affleck was on screen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. The chemistry that he had with Scott Hahn was fucking amazing. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm oh. surprised he's going to TV after doing Manchester by the Sea. That seems like a bold move. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I, I, a TV's hot right now, though. I don't know. And yeah, I, we don't, exactly. And we don't know what network this is going to be on. Like, is this uh, anonymous content? Are they going to be doing this for the audience channel? I mean, are they doing this for HBO? Is this for the, the new Paramount? television that's coming out i have no idea so it's gonna be on swiss yeah. cheese yeah swiss cheese network it'll be on and, yeah disney's gonna take seen, it on sorry you're not seen on like in the movies for like two three weeks at a time you're on a show for like up to like 10 12 weeks you know yeah yeah, yeah. but i agree with you manchester by the sea is a fucking great movie isn't it i mean michelle williams was great in that movie fucking beautiful yeah Sad as fuck, but it's a great film. Oh, dude, I saw that shit on Christmas Day. Christmas yeah, fucking yeah, day. Man. Isn't that fucked up, man? <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, Brian. Let's go watch. Let's go watch a family get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a holiday where families get together and celebrate and shit. And I go to the theater and I watch one fucking burn to the ground, literally. <laughs> Spoilers for Manchester by the Sea, uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh man! Hey, uh, let's talk about uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, they're getting another comic book. It's coming out in January, and the comic book is going to fill in the gaps between the first film and the second film. So the first film takes place in the year 2025, and the second movie is 2034 and this comic will explain what happens in between so i guess it's going to explain why charlie hunnam didn't sign another contract <laughs> to do the second film uh but the comic book i'm interested in the explanation yeah it's called pacific rim aftermath uh here's a synopsis <laughs> of course it is aftermath <laughs> <laughs> oh man i want to i want to see pacific rim geostorm where they take <laughs> – I want to see Geostorm. I, I was hoping you were, we were going to talk about that. No. Um, it's yeah, – man, it's getting like uh, – what? how's it doing on Rotten Tomatoes? What's it got? Like a 2%? Oh, it looks terrible, but I want to see it. I do too. I want to see it. I really do. Part of me wants to see it like how bad it is. Maybe I just need to get trashed and go see it. You know? That sounds fun. <laughs> what, what are they? Geostorm's at a 13%. What do you think the audience score is at? Um, 62. 47. Uh, it's definitely a lot higher, though. Yeah, but still, 47%'s not good. <laughs> That's... We need to go help those numbers. Poor Geostorm. Oh, man. I was, I was wanting to go see a movie this week, but I didn't. I wanted, I was, it was, it was gonna be Geostorm or Only the Brave. Like, Geostorm's actually doing better than The Snowman, the Michael Fassbender movie. Oh, that's not surprising. Really? Oh, I my... kind of want to see that, too. What's... It looks terrible as yeah, well. 9%. 9%. Wow. And then uh, the audience score is 23%. Fucking hell. Jesus. Will Fassbender fire his agent already? I know. Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Th this pile of shit. Oh, man. He needs to play Magneto soon, Edge right? Apocalypse. <laughs> like, he needs to. Oh, my gosh. Oh my god! It's a shame because he's great. Uh, yeah, he better change his last name to Assbender because he's gonna—he's taking it up the ass right now with all these <laughs> fucking horrible films. Um, oh, man, I'm just gonna go watch Steve Jobs again and remember the good times. That was good. Mm. That was good. What else was he That's really good, good in? Uh, the first Prometheus movie is David. He was really Prometheus. good, and then they played him yeah. out in the second one. God, they made him play. Yeah, and made him a giant trope. Well, they made him—they made him play two parts. 
<laughs> God, terrible. he was so dynamic in both of them. Yeah. Anyway, what's this uh, aftermath book about? Yeah, it just fills in the gaps. Fuck the synopsis. Go out and buy it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna hit stores January seventeenth. It's a six part series. Uh, so check that out if you really have to know what happened in between those two. Will films. you be checking it out? Ah, uh, probably not. <laughs> You know, sure. Subject our poor listeners to it. Yeah, there might be some uh, some people out there that want to. You know, it's from uh, you know that that are big Pacific Rim fans that want to check it out. I've done these things before, Jake, and they never. I, I feel like most of them really don't enhance the film for me. You know, no, I agree. It's like they don't have enough leeway to even do anything that's yeah. actually going to like stir the pot at all. I read the Godzilla comic prequel that came out before the Godzilla film, and it didn't help shit when i watch godzilla that movie is still a pile of crap so the comic probably had more godzilla it did oh yeah yeah it did uh <laughs> i got more pacific rim news this week from collider legendary check this out now this is where shit gets exciting this is where shit get, gets exciting legendary is currently building out its monster what the fuck is going on over there what's that noise i don't know that's no, not me Somebody, uh, Stephanie, are you eating pretzels? What's going on? She, she sne- Did you sneak on this phone call, Stephanie? All right. Now, Legendary is currently building out its monster universe with Godzilla and Kong Skull Island in the can. Godzilla, king of the monsters in post-production, and Godzilla versus Kong in development. But might the Jaegers and Kaiju from Pacific Rim cross over into the Legendary monster universe? and take on Kong and or Godzilla? This question was posed to Denight, Stephen Denight, by Collider's Steve Weintraub during an interview at New York Comic Con a few weeks ago, and the filmmaker revealed that this crossover notion has very much been discussed. He said, I won't say there's an Easter egg, but there's been a lot of discussion about that possibility of crossing over. Look, I think it would be fantastic to have the Pacific Rim universe join Legendary's Monster Universe. It seems like a natural step. And part of the big overall plan after the third movie we've talked about is that could happen. It's always a possibility. It's by far not a certainty. It's merely theoretical at this point. But as a fan myself, I would love to see this happen. So, um, that's interesting. It almost feels like that would be a step down for the Jaegers, though, compared to the kaiju they normally fight. Right? I I don't know. I mean, I'd have to see the size comparison, you know, of like yeah. this Godzilla and the Kong compared to the to the Jaegers. I mean, I yeah, they haven't. I mean, have they taken on any? You think you think that these kaiju are stronger than Kong, uh, uh, the Godzilla? I mean, not not theoretically, but I mean, just kind of like as far as a VFX level goes, I, like they, it just feels like it just feels like a weird combination to do after this. Like I don't know, that's 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 bizarre. I, I to me, I don't think it's that far of a stretch. These are giant robots that fight giant kaiju, and you have a giant gorilla and a giant prehistoric dinosaur lizard that with atomic breath i don't think it's a huge stretch <laughs> no, no i hear you it just aren't there always a ton of kaiju too or godzilla and king kong gonna like rally up some friends as well i my 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 biggest hurdle with this is it just doesn't feel like it's the same like they're set in the same worlds at all oh yeah i'm saying the same thing too it, it seems it just it would seem weird 
Like, it seems like they just can't do it after what they've done already. I mean... They would have... I don't know. Well, I... You know, Godzilla was set, I think, in, like, present time. Um, and then, you know, the Kong stuff, I don't know where where those battles... what In what time period those take place, but... I mean, it feels like the ver- the first time that this world was introduced to these kaiju was in 2025. So it doesn't, you know, it just the it doesn't make sense that they built robots in response to the kaiju that were coming through the portal under the water, but nobody. Yeah, you would have to like put Godzilla and King Kong to sleep and have them have like a reawakening in Pacific Rim time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's just weird. So I don't know. I don't. I think this is all talk. Um, you know, I think I, money talks though. So we'll see. Oh yeah. But I feel like Pacific Rim is going to be like the big American flop, right? And but probably make a shit ton of money overseas. That's basically what happened last time. That's what kept Pacific Rim Uprising alive. The hopes for that. So yeah, we shall see. That'll be interesting. When's the next – what's the next monster movie going to be? Is it going to be King Kong 2? Uh, no. Um, it's uh, – the next one is Godzilla 2 and then after that it's Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which was teased at the end of the uh, Skull Island. Skull Island, yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Mothra Oof. and – yeah. So. <laughs> I can't wait for that. All right. Now, Shy, were you a big fan of Pacific Rim? No, I think it's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> a kaiju piece of shit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh man, just fucking hated that movie. I never even could could never even finish the first one. Why? Hey, hold on. Why on like Skull Island? Why wasn't there big like pieces of Kong shit all over the island? Right? <laughs> See, this is why I hated it. <laughs> there were no big kaiju turds in the fucking sea. <laughs> no kaiju turds. <laughs> yeah. Come on, where's the realism? There, yeah, there is no realism with that. You yeah. cannot tell me that like these things when they're eating are like burning up like all the calories and they, there's no waste that they. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no way. There's one thing Jurassic Park gets right. Oh my god! Can you imagine Kong taking a shit and then ch- like chucking that turd? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that log. You yeah. her to take that helicopter down. Oh, my God. If King Kong threw his shit at that chopper, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns around and masturbates. Oh, yeah. Oh, just beats off on them all. <laughs> Do you think that he would have shame? No, he's King Kong. No. Oh, he's King Kong. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. Check out my King Dong. All right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was giving you 10 seconds before I stole it. Oh, I know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's uh, move on into uh, – what are we at? Yeah. Hey, can we take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. It's been an hour. Break.
All right, yeah, we're back, and it is now time for Marvel News. Marvel News. All right, Marvel News. We got our Black Panther trailer number two. I wanted to talk to you guys about that. I've seen it a few times. Uh, let's start off shy. What did you think about trailer number two? I thought it was uh, really cool. Um, one thing I didn't like about it is that it's sort of, again, taking this, like, um, I guess appealing to younger audiences type of thing where it's playing this, like, badass uh, music and, and syncing it along to the video but other than that all the footage and fight stuff i saw I, I thought it was really really cool who should they be trying to to market this for elderly white men what, like <laughs> no 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 that's not, <laughs> that's not what i mean guys i, I know, know the movie's called Barry Bla- como on this track i know the movie <laughs> is called black panther but what we're really going for here is we want that 65 to 88-year-old white male demographic. All right? That's what we're shooting for here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was really cool, man. I really yeah. liked it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Jake. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic trailer, too. Um, we got to see a lot more of Wakanda in this trailer, which I really appreciated. And kind of the technology that they have there. And, oh, man, it, it was breathtaking. I can't wait to see the whole movie and to see all the Wakanda set pieces and just more of it. Like that entire shot where the ship breaks the surface and starts seeing everything. I cannot wait to see that on IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I liked – we got to see a lot more of the Dora Milaje in this one. You know, the female warriors of Wakanda. Um, we also saw two Black Panther suits. So – is one for his sister, or was that second one the one that Michael B. Jordan was using at the end of the trailer? Maybe maybe the suits just get whooped on a lot, and he's got spares. Well, he might have different suits. I mean, I, I would imagine that they're both, of course, made out of vibranium. But, like, we've seen in the comics his sister, and we know she's in this movie. We've seen her dress as the Black Panther before as well. So that's that's the only reason that I brought that up. Um, oh, yeah, we could get a Shuri Black Panther. Yeah. That could very easily happen. You know, by the end of the movie, kind of like a little team-up kind of thing where she, like, uh, you know, it might not be like, you know, like at the end of Iron Man when they tease War Machine. You know, they might just mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. fuck it, we're not teasing her as, a, you know, as a Black Panther. We're just going to just gonna give it to you in this movie. So Yeah. Could one be an heirloom and be, like, his father's? Uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, very possible. So hmm. I, I loved it too. I thought it was a great trailer. Um, got to see a lot more of the movie and, and what we kind of can expect from it. And the, the action just looks amazing. So, yeah, I wish they'd stop showing. My biggest complaint was I wish they'd stop showing so much of the, uh, like vehicle sequence. Yeah. They're like, showing more uh, of that. Yeah. Like we get it. That shot where he jumps over the car, which they show a second time here, is an awesome shot. Like I, they show a little bit too much of mm-hmm. the uh, of that sequence. I, I want to see all that in the theater. I'm done. I'm kind of done seeing trailers for this movie now. Yeah, I get it. I'm there. I see. I did the same thing with uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I was just like, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with trailers for Spider-Man: Homecoming. And it didn't help. It didn't help though, Jake. 
You know, it's not like yeah. it made me like that movie anymore. I think yeah, that's I, true. I think a good movie is just a good movie. You know what I mean? I, I, so. Yeah, I agree. What did you think of uh, Eric Killmonger, um, Michael B. Jordan's character, with what we saw in this trailer? I think he's going to be a great villain. I, I hope he's going to be a great villain. I, I, think, I hope so, too. Yeah. it's like I don't think of, like, Michael B. Jordan as, like, a villainous character, you know, mm. I, from everything else I've seen him in. But mm. I, I he – I. I think that he can, I think that he can pull it off from like what I, from very, from the little that I have seen. I think yeah. that he can pull it off. He definitely has that villainous look down. It's just like, are, are we going to be able to put him up there with like fucking like Tom Hiddleston at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Yeah. And how big of a part is, is the whole cloth thing going to take too? Like, is, are they going to position him to be kind of the end movie villain? I was thinking that he would be like, uh, they're setting him up for future films, but I, I don't know. So I th- I agreed with you, Brian, until this new trailer. Yeah, because in the new trailer we see him breaking out and and like doing stuff. Yeah, after being broken out, which makes me think it'll be a little bit more than just a setup. It seems at this point. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, what I, did I, you think of his CGI suit? I thought it looked fine. I, uh, the 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 uh, the Black Panther suit. No, the um, Eric Killmonger suit that just sort of like drapes over his face, uh, like um, in CGI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. That was yeah. a that was a weird shot, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That'll be one of those things I kind of need to see more of it too. Yeah, yeah. And that might not be like the final. Is it? Is that raining outside here? Yeah, it is. If, if you hear that, that's not me peeing, guys. That's rain. It's, I got my windows No, that was, me. that was me peeing. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I thought that was Frank. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, talked man. to – Andy Serkis talked about Black Panther with IGN, and um, he – here's the article. Andy Serkis, who plays the villainous weapons dealer Ulysses Claw in 2018's Black Panther, spoke to IGN this week about the personal vendetta against T'Challa – that drives his agenda in the Marvel movie. Circus, who first played the character in Avengers Age of Ultron, where he lost his hand to the sinister robot, said Claw is furious about what's happened in Black Panther, so it is personal with T'Challa. But Claw's vendetta extends to T'Challa's nation of Wakanda as well, uh, an African country shrouded in mystery and keeping its technological advancements secret from the rest of the world. Wakanda is seen as a third world nation by outsiders, whereas in reality it is wealthy and more advanced than any Western nation. Uh, quote, he also wants to expose what he thinks of the hypocrisy of Wakanda. Uh, that's what really drives him, as well as his addiction to vibranium, Circus added with a laugh and referenced to the nearly indestructible uh, – a reference to the nearly indestructible metal native to Wakanda. So he has like a personal vendetta against the Black Panthers. Like I want to know why. Like where does that come from? Like – Yeah, those are – those are, and we're talking about Claw, right? Yeah. You think that like he would be upset. Like Ultron was the one where he ripped his hand off. So I don't know where his personal vendetta comes with – with them, we're going to learn about – like he had to have been there before. We know that he was there before because we saw in the trailer he's talking to um, Martin Freeman's character 
about mm-hmm. going there before and, and you know it's all it's all a ruse it's all bullshit you know like Wakanda is this advanced city I know where it's at it's and something must have happened between him and T'Challa's family the first time he was there yeah those quotes that Circus is saying really even more position him to mm-hmm. be like a Black Panther villain more so than later on an Avengers villain by the way he's selling it there that's weird um, do you think that we're going to start the movie with a de-aged Andy Circus and showing his origin story about the first time he was in Wakanda? They love this de-aging technology, Jake. They love this de-aging technology. Every <laughs> every Marvel movie that starts out right now, there's a, a character that's been de-aged. We've seen it. Mm, I feel like you got to go the other way around. I, I feel like the, the important thing to de-age would be uh, – I don't know who you de-age. I, I think you got to go back and see – the original Black Panther at the beginning of the movie instead of you could see him in the scene both yeah, you could yeah. see him in the scene we've seen way more of the original uh, we've seen way more of uh, Claw I guess in the movies than we have that original Black Panther yeah that's true that's I, true you could definitely do them both when he, Claw's when, meet up with the original Black Panther be the he, reason Claw is so. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like it, you got to go back on the. There, it, it's personal. It's a personal vendetta that he's got against T'Challa and, and and the Black Panthers and Wakanda. And I mean, that has to have happened the first time he went there. That's why he knows about this nation. So I don't know. I don't know. But I I'm guessing Marvel loves to do this de aging shit. We saw it in uh, what was it Winter Soldier. Uh, we saw it in Ant Man. We saw it in. What was it? The last. Uh, what is it? It, it, the only weird thing, though, is Civil um, War is is who we're doing it with. Like at the point where you're doing it with Andy Serkis, why why aren't you just casting someone else? Like he's not. It's not like his, he had a famous movie face from so many years ago that it's really going to do anything for us to see because the because they've technology. set up they've set a precedent of doing it with all these actors. Like why not do it with Circus? Well, and I, I agree with you that they've set the precedent, but it, it, all the other actors they've done it with are actors that you know have been in Hollywood since they were that you age. Remember what they look sure, like. Sure, I get it, but like they can do it here. Why not? They're just flexing that Marvel dick. Why not? <laughs> Seems like a waste of money to do it with Andy Serkis. Oh, and Marvel can't afford it. Uh, they can afford it plenty fold, but it, it, se- it would seem like a bad decision. I, I don't think they should. <laughs> a bad decision. Yeah, I don't even know what a de-aged Andy Circus looks like. Neither do I. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Neither do you. I'm saying odds are, but I'm saying the odds are that they're good, that they're going to do it anyway. And but but I'm not going to go as far as to say. Well, I I think if they did de-age him, it's a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a waste of money. I will go as far as to say that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're out of your minds, Marvel. If you de-age that asshole, I no. Come on, like I, th- they could do the whole Indiana Jones thing, and they could get like the uh, you know the River Phoenix to play him. They could do that if they wanted to. But I'm telling you, less less money on the de aging, more money on the Killmonger CG face mask. <laughs> Suit Jake, man. No, more like more 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 like more like movie budget accountant Jake. What the fuck? <laughs> Andy Circus. Like, I get what you're saying. Like I understand. Like yeah. they've done yeah. it a million times, but it just seems like totally ridiculous right, to do it with Andy Circus. Pick your battles. Bad move, Marvel. The Agent Circus. What the fuck are you thinking? The Agent Circus. Jeez, bad move, Marvel. 
<laughs> just cast another actor. We, you could tell me you DH that other actor. I wouldn't know. Yeah, Jake just sees all those wasted dollar bills, and it's just driving him nuts. That's, that's probably what they will do is they'll cast another actor and tell us it's special effects DH. And we'll be like, wow, that's the best DHing they've ever done. It looks like a real person. Nah, they'll probably just have it. We won't know. You, know, you want to see the earliest uh, Andy Serkis you've ever seen? They just they just throw in Gollum. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let's Kevin uh, Kevin Feige talked with. Uh, I almost said Kevin Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige talked with screen. Um. Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna find Kevin. Oh, Kevin Feige. Pot of gold. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, he talked to Screen Rant at a uh, Thor Ragn- uh, Thor. Uh, God, I can't talk. Thor Ragnarok press junket, and people took what he said as the end of the MCU as we know it after Avengers Four. Screen Rant. <laughs> Screen Rant said, "You've set out these kinds of patterns, these phases. Do you feel restricted by the phases, or going forward into Phase Four? Is it even still Phase Four? Or is it just going to start being a lot different now? Because this felt very much like a new generation of a Thor kind uh, of a Thor film, kind of. Kevin Feige says, "Good." Screen Rant says, <laughs> <laughs> he, "He's real snotty, that guy." Well, it's funny. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank God these Thor films are different than the last two. Um, yeah, for sure. Screen Rant says, "Like a passing of the torch, it seemed like." to be kevin feige says well i think that's good and i think that's true even going back to shane black's iron man 3 i think it was a tonal shift i think certainly with what joe and anthony russo did with civil war the captain america trilogy we always try to do that and i think really where the focus of the whole studio for the next two years is finishing phase three completing a really unprecedented 22 movie interconnected epic and that is what we're thinking about. We have ideas, we have things for what happens next, but it will really be a conclusion to 22 films. So people, they heard, they heard 22 movie interconnected epic, uh, completing, complete, you know, completing this, and then they heard, you know, a conclusion to 22 films. Um, so that like people were saying like oh okay they're rebooting I mean after 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 Avengers four it's they're going into it's being rebooted and it's like guys we already know we're getting Spider Man Homecoming two we know we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three uh, James Gunn took to Twitter to clarify what Feige meant he said no read Kevin Feige's quotes and not the static around them it's the end of one long story and the beginning of another. And one of the films that will kickstart the new story will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then we also know that the other one is Spider-Man 2. So uh, that's basically <laughs> – Thank you, James Gunn, for telling these idiots that Marvel can, will continue to make money. <laughs> well, see, well, it wasn't a question of that. Like people knew like, OK, they, they thought it was like the end of the MCU as we know it. And then they, they, they would reboot. We'd get like the new Iron Man, the new Thor, the new, the new Captain America because like everybody's saying like these – characters are done after their three movie arcs like you know thor 3 is going to be completed captain america 3 is done now that chris evans is probably going to die as uh you know captain america thor will go off world or something who knows and uh they're just going to have like all new characters taking on and we're going to get a whole new avengers team and 
that's what everybody. It's fascinating. Thinking. It's fascinating what the movies are going to have to do because, in you know, in the comic world, they have it easy. They don't have to sign contracts for these characters or worry about them aging mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. So, yeah, it's really fascinating what they're going to do moving forward. Like, what is the MCU going to look like in ten years? Like, well, I'm, I'm very fascinated by that. Are they going to do the female Avengers thing? Is that actually going to happen? Are we, are they going to are we going to do the female Avengers thing? I mean, we heard what was it? It was basically. Uh, Tessa Thompson, who plays Valkyrie, who she she was she talked to Kevin Feige and she told Kevin Feige that they need to do an all female team and Kevin sounded like he was ready to sign on and do it. And then Fandango asked Kevin this week if we could ever see a female Thor in the comics, and Kevin Feige said, quote, We always look back to the comics to get those ideas. Sometimes very specific storylines like Civil War, sometimes just nuggets or characters like planet hulk so anything that's happened in the comics even a female thor become great potentials and the ideas from which future movies can be born so Mm. i and we've already heard that valkyrie from people that have seen this new thor movie is a fan favorite now coming out of the film could could it be that like we we know that jane foster's gone from this universe natalie portman's probably not coming back guys like what if tessa thompson after after Thor Ragnarok, after the Avengers films, is the one that's worthy to wield Mjolnir again. Because Mjolnir gets destroyed by Hela in the trailer, and if Mjolnir gets forged again, which I believe it will, what if Thor tries to pick it up and he's not worthy, and Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie picks it up? I think that'd be really cool. I, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, seeing some swerves in the movies that truly are swerves, that really even take even the comic book reader aback with what happens. So I really like that idea you're proposing, actually. Yeah, that does sound really cool. So, and man, it's crazy. Like, they're going to have to move forward. Like, either they're going to have to reboot the MCU with all new actors and explain that in the story, or they're going to have to just move forward with new interpretations of the characters, like what you're suggesting with an all-female Avengers or a a female Thor. Yeah. It's, wow. A lot is up in the air with contracts and like what's going to happen after avengers 4 as far as you know the core three avengers characters are concerned is is chris fucking knows is chris evans and chris hemworth are they really leaving i think evans will disappear for at least three to five years i really do well if, if i mean uh, if cap dies in avengers 4 which could be a possibility I mean, yeah, he could definitely be gone for a few years because they'll have other movies to fill it in in between, and then it would be huge when he does come back. So, um, I think Cap could even die in Avengers three, possibly, right? No, they, they. I mean, we they've already. I've got set pictures of him on four, so that's okay, not okay. happening. And then they, you know, so. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he'll make it through three, and then he'll be in there for four because they're filming that now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'll be it'll be interesting, and if we do get an all female team, I mean, I mean that could be that could be something that we do see. I, I you know, Foggy is entertaining all these ideas. So yeah, Captain Marvel led. That exactly, Captain Marvel led. Um, I mean, you know, there could even be like a, a female Iron Man in this world. We don't know. Yeah. Make so. some new, make a new character. 
Yeah, I don't That'd know. That'd be nice. Ah, yeah. It, them making a new... Could they do Spider-Woman? Would they do Spider-Woman? Mm, I don't know. Sony probably owns the rights to that, right? That's one of those that I've never been able to figure out. If Sony owns Spider-Woman or if Marvel does. It's it's like mm. one of those fringe characters that I've never been able. I've read articles where where she's actually owned by Marvel, but I, I yeah, I mean their origins aren't really even connected at all. At yeah. least um, at least two of the three of them. Yeah. So you could easily do it in the Marvel universe and never even talk like it. It's it would be easier to do Spider Woman without Spider Man than in my mind it would be to do Venom without Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Bear, 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 bear. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. What is it? What is going on with this shit? Let's see here. Oh, hold on. Okay. There's uh, it's coming out in November. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge real reveal for Thor Ragnarok that I'm not going to spoil on the show. I'm not going to spoil on the show. God damn it, Jake. Do, do should should I play it after the cre- end credits music? Should we record something after this is over? Do you want to know this no, spoiler? The, play the bumper and then then let's talk about it. I don't. <sighs> Really? <laughs> yeah. You guys want to hear this? All yeah, right, people fine. know how to fucking skip a podcast. All fucking right, out. skip it up, guys. Here we go. Spoiler warning. <laughs> this is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's broadcast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. This was a huge spoiler, and it was uh, it was a. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo were in Australia and they were on an Australian talk show called The Project and they were talking about the movie and the host of The Project mentions that Hela, um, he calls her the goddess of death and he says it like two or three times and you can watch Chris Hemsworth's face and he's just like, oh my God, dude, just shut up. He says, here's the spoiler. He says that Hela is Thor's sister. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And so that's the difference with the character in this film. So, and a lot of people are still predicting that she's going to turn out to be like, they call her the goddess of death. So now everybody's predicting that she's going to be death, yeah. death, Thanos' love interest. In I'm not buying that. Are you? I, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I kind of am. Um, I'm not saying I like it, Jake, but I'm saying I, I I don't know if they if they're if they're calling her the goddess of death in this. I don't think that they're going to confuse audiences and bring up another bring in another character called death that Thanos is infatuated with. So. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, but the big reveal here, let's not talk, let's not get into that too much. The big reveal here is though, that the character is Thor's sister in the, in the movie universe. And different moms, I'm guessing. I, man, I don't know, dude. I have no clue, but Hemsworth, hears the host say this three times and finally says, you can't say it's his sister. You can't give that away. And then Ruffalo even chimes in in Pig Latin and says, Ixnay on the Istersay. 
No. <laughs> yes. Okay. What? Yes. Like, and this happens on a live feed, so it, there's nothing that they get. Like, it was once it was out there, it was out there. So it was very awkward, and I think it was like I think about eight to eight and a half minutes into this video, this interview that I watched. And I'm just sitting there watching it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. But that's a huge spoiler before the movie even hit. And um, Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sold gigantic. on the spoiler. You like it? The, no, no, I'm saying, like, I, I believe it, the way you're describing this whole interview go down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The spoilers went Oh, no, I believe that. I believe the sister stuff yeah. for 100%. Yeah. Yeah. How did this guy mm. find out about that? Like, had he been to a screening? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that they let him go to a screening and he fucking gave it he away. He must have been one of the <laughs> What an asshole. Yeah. yeah, but like, don't, I mean, you, this guy sh- clearly, like, watching the movie at a screening would know that the, he, he would have signed a non-disclosure agreement saying that mm-hmm. he's not going to let any of this information out. Like maybe he's just a maybe he thought that it was something common knowledge fans already knew. Yeah, like common knowledge to fans. Like oh that yeah, it's Hella. She plays your sister. Right. Yeah. Okay. All the comic book readers know she's your sister. Right. Or the blah, sti- blah 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 blah. Or this guy's mm. just a fucking idiot. So yeah, I don't believe that bullshit. I think it's a combo. But you have a fucking guest on your show and you don't study up on like what he's doing and you just fucking spill the beans. Ah oh, man, yeah. what a. What a spoiler, though, to give away. Like, you know, I, I I almost didn't even want to bring it up on the episode because, you know, I I felt like I kind of cheated myself by. Eh, but if it's a good, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. But you know, yes, yeah. So you have a sister. <laughs> yeah, feel it. You know it to be true. <laughs> yeah, there is another. Uh, Let's see here. I guess there's uh, there's some uh, Easter eggs in Thor Ragnarok, and they were saying basically when you're watching the movie that you need to really watch when they go to Sakar's palace, Grandmaster's palace in Sakar, that you need to look at the heads, uh, the busts, um, statues of the previous gladi- gladiatorial champions. So I'm guessing maybe Beta Ray Bill. Um, so that's going to be like the Easter eggs there. Yeah, I've heard there's lots of Kirby references too, which makes me think it could be like some of the goofy cosmic-y stuff too. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Because he did a ton of cosmic shit as far as like Celestials and stuff like that. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I fully expect with all the nods to Kirby I hear this movie has that we're going to see a couple more like Celestial droppings. Also in Thor Ragnarok news, the location of <laughs> where Hela destroys Thor's hammer has been changed. Um, when you watch the initial trailer, and I remember watching this, you actually see Hala destroy Mjolnir in an alleyway in New York. But now in TV clips, she destroys it in a green field. So... Digital, Make up your mind, Hela. Digital, <laughs> digital Spy asked Taika Waititi, like, you know, what's, what's up with this? And he said, we originally shot some stuff, some of that stuff on the set of our new, on our set in New York... What we wanted to do was have them go down to Earth and they see Doctor Strange and some stuff and stuff, but it felt too convenient that he was suddenly just down the road in an alley and also everything. Up to then, everything was so fast paced and all over the place. We wanted to go somewhere peaceful and actually chill out with those characters and be with Odin while he imparts this wisdom and stuff. 
and not have to hear stupid yellow cabs honking out the back. So I, I kind of like that decision. Make it a more intimate thing, especially if Odin ends up dying. I mean, which very could very well could be true. Like if you're saying Jake earlier, like you're saying different mothers, um, which makes sense that yeah. she kind of like maybe resented Odin for one reason. So she's going to kill Thor's father. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, and, and that explains why Thor wouldn't know about her. Yeah, yeah, because I, I imagine it's with the way Ruffalo and Hemsworth are acting that it's it's going to be played as a reveal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So dun, dun, dun. Uh, I wonder if we uh, already know. Yeah, I wonder if Odin's the one that tells him though. You know, like like like. Oh, uh, it's more villainous if she does. Yeah. Oh, like she knows the whole time? Well, I was just saying, like, yes. when, when she shows up, like, Odin just finally breaks mm. down and says, like, that's your sister, you know? And and then... I imagine it more Odin's, like, he, you can tell there's something up, and, but then she gets to be the, you know, the evil one to throw it in Thor's face, what well, his noble father did. Well, we already know that, like, she's battled, you know, Valkyrie in the past, with her soldiers, so there's definitely a lot of history between. I don't know, man. I'm 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 really pumped to see this movie now, like even more so than before. So, um, yeah, yeah. Last week we reported that Avengers Four was casting extras to play mourners, possibly in a funeral scene, um, definitely in a death scene. I mean, why else would you cast mourners? So this week, Josh Brolin told Collider. This about playing Thanos in these films. He says, I don't know how I could be anything but happy. If everybody hates me at the end of it, I don't know. Will it be worth it if it's a great movie? Maybe. (laughs) So it sounds like Thanos is going to fuck some shit up and people might hate Thanos after this movie. So, yeah. I like it. And then he also alluded. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just glad that he feels like people may actually dislike him because of how like insidious the actions he has are i you know, that's I, good stuff i, I hope, hope that's true so. i mean like the impact of a cap death hopefully it'll it'll hit us pretty hard because i mean we spent how many movies with this character now i mean a lot so yeah. over a dozen it feels like uh he also alluded to collider that the russos might be done with marvel or at least the flagship avengers films he says I think that they're in a position very openly and rawly where they're like, we would never do this again. This is a one-time deal. To put this many successful actors together is such a pain in the ass, but it's been worth it. We're doing two movies, one back-to-back, and this is it for us. Then we'll go off in another direction. But this is a very, very, very ambitious project that I think is going to pay off in a big way. So it sounds like... Like the Russos and Josh Brolin were on like a a really good speaking terms. If they're telling him like, "Yeah, dude, we can't do this again. This is <laughs> this is this is a lot." Like, and you know, go back and think about it, Jake. Go back and think about it. Like, think about like what these Avengers films have done to Whedon. I mean, Whedon was like after the second Ultron movie, he's like, "I'm done." You know, I'm done. Favreau with my- the same way. Yeah. So. So Favreau made a movie about how dissatisfied he was, basically. Yeah, he made Chef, so, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, Shy, are you looking forward to these Marvel movies? Which one are you looking forward to the most? Infinity War, Thor, Black Panther? What are you looking forward to? I really want to see that full trailer for Infinity Wars, like, good quality and everything. I know that there's that one rip out. 
Um, I think that's the one I'm most looking forward to because it's like the culmination of everything we've seen um, over the last um, several years. I think that one will be most interesting. And what about you, Jake? What am I looking? Which of those movies am I looking forward to? Uh, I mean, I can't help, but when you list them all, I can't help but look forward to Infinity War the most. Like yeah. it's, it's being billed as the like culmination of all of this, so I yeah. I, I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it'd be silly for all of us to, to uh, for any of us to pick a different movie because we're getting all the characters <laughs> in Infinity War, and we're they're adding more characters all the time. They just said, uh, what's his name, Ty Simpkins. Who played the little yeah. kid in uh, Iron Man Three is going to be in Avengers Four now. So it's like they're adding new actors to these films all the time. But I, I'm really looking forward to, to Infinity War. I can't wait to see more of the Guardians. So, yeah. like Civil War was fucking great. I really loved that. And if it's going to be anything like that, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just really worried about that. You're going to get so many actors on screen at the same time. Is it going to be a clusterfuck, or are they going to be able to make it fluid? I don't know, man. I, you know, yeah, I mean, we can saying. we can say, you know, like, oh, they did it with Civil War. Civil War was amazing, but like, <laughs> and they did. But it was like, really just a battle scene, as far as multi character. Exactly. So. The rest of it was Cap, yeah. Cap, and Iron Man. So, yep. It's, yep. it's one of those things where, like, I still think in this one they're going to focus on the main four Avengers, okay? I do. I think that there will be a focus on Hulk. I think that there will be a focus on Thor and Cap and Iron Man, and I think everybody else will kind of fall in line. I, I don't know how much Guardians we're going to get, man. I really don't. So um, I think they're just going to, yeah, be like a set piece for an action sequence or yeah. two at most. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, from everything that we've heard, you know, we hear that, like, the second part of this third Hulk story arc is going to be in Avengers Infinity War, that first film. So I, I do believe that that he's that Hulk is going to get some – Banner is going to get some time. And, of course, they've got to have it center around, you know, what's Cap been up to since, you know, uh, Civil War, you know. You know what's what's Tony been up to? Um, so yeah, I agree with that, Brian. Without them making Hulk movies, the Avengers movies pretty much become the place where you have to tell the Banner story. Yeah, so yeah. I agree with you 100. percent It's definitely getting time. And we know Thor's floating around in space, so you know we'll we'll see how that all kind of unfolds. And, and it apparently it's not due to the events that happen in Thor Ragnarok. According to the directors, so we'll we'll find out, man. Lies. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Deadpool two comes out next year, and uh, we're gonna get our first taste of Josh Brolin as Cable, and we won't have to wait too long before we see him again in X Force. From the sounds of it, when will X Force start filming? Brolin talked to Collider about it, and he says, uh, "I think X Force films sometimes next uh, sometime next year." Or soon thereafter. It depends. It all depends. It depends on how Deadpool 2 does. But I don't think that's a make or break kind of deal. Drew Goddard is already involved in it. He's into it now. I know he and Ryan were meeting. I've met him once. And so this is all kind of going ahead. How it goes ahead, I know that they're preparing. And I know that it is something that I'm set to do. When it happens, they're going to put it as fast as they can. I think Drew Goddard is doing his movie right now. And then once he's kind of wrapped up with that and this movie comes out, I think we'll be ready to start the other one. So, yeah, Drew Goddard's working on another movie right now, which coincidentally stars Chris Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, remember the title of it, but, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I 
Fucking, it sounds like it sounds like they could really fast track X Force, and I, I think that's a smart move. I I, I think that Agreed. audiences are going to love. I think Deadpool Two is going to be a smash again, and Deadpool Two is a guaranteed hit. I yeah, think too. it's going to be a yeah. smash, and I mean the the sooner that you can get. Um, you know, X Force to start filming the better, and, and we know it is going to center around on an X Force team, and uh, we know that Deadpool is going to be in it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Are they going to go with another summer release for this? I think it'd be smart for them to shoot for a Christmas release. So, mm-hmm. mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I rated our movie for, over Christmas. It could be great. Yeah, it could be great. Yeah, that could be great. I think that could work. And I agree. They need to get X-Force out as fast as possible and ride that wave of Deadpool 2. Yeah. yeah. Especially if Deadpool 2 is not only a, like, a smash financially, but if it's, you know, if we all love it too. Because yeah. I think it's going to be a smash whether it's whether we love it or not. Like, it's, it's going to earn that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully it's very, very good as well. And we're all saying it's better than the first one. And X-Force can come next, you know, a year later and just kill it. I don't think you, I don't think that you can go wrong with Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese writing this movie, and and like yeah, I, and you know they've got David Letch who did the John Wick films. He was you know he he did, and he, you know he was a stunt guy himself. And I think that David Letch is going to kill it. I think Tim Miller has moved on. He's doing his own thing in other movies, and I, that's fine. But I, I think that we. He, I think Tim Miller kind of set the tone for what a Deadpool movie is, and I think that Tim Letch will be able to come in there. And and do it justice. I think he's going to do a great job. And I, Ryan Reynolds just can't stop being Deadpool. He he's Deadpool all year. Like he on social yeah. media, he's Deadpool. He's Deadpool all the time. Like he's really embraced this character now that they've gotten the character right. Now that he's not got his mouth sewn up and shit. So <laughs> I'm I'm fucking I'm thrilled. I cannot wait. Did you? Hey, shy. What did you think of Deadpool? You loved it, right? Of course, man. It's a fucking amazing movie. I've seen it, I think, like six times. And I fucking love Deadpool. It's like one of the uh, um, super superhero movies where the comedy is actually warranted rather than these fucking just shoving in comedy for the sake of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with that. So it's great. Like the, the, the one scene where they're arguing about which Ikea furniture they need in the house. <laughs> what the fuck? Obviously, we need the Hardal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just, uh, God, I need, to, I need to fucking watch Deadpool after we get done recording. I love that movie. Yeah. It's so, so good. good. So I'm really so digital. excited. Yeah, I watched it like three times that first week and all the commentaries and just like ate it all up again. It was great. Yeah, man. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. I hope Domino's good in this, man. I really do. I hope she's good. I do, too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted a pic on uh, Instagram of him and a crew member announcing that filming had wrapped uh, for Deadpool 2. And behind him were a bunch of Deadpool suits on a rack. And there were a couple that were hanging there that were either really dirty guys or some are saying could be Deadpool's gray X-Force costume. So... I I I think that they'll save that costume for action in X Force. If if we do see it, and I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Like you can argue with me that maybe he'll just be in the regular Deadpool costume the entire movie because they don't make Deadpool toys. And I I get that. I mean, you know, they haven't been making the Deadpool toys. You know, like you can go and get the Marvel Legends figures and stuff like that. But we're not getting like X Men toys and Fox toys. 
Um, you know, they are making like the sideshow collectible stuff, but you know, not everybody's getting a fucking three hundred, four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar statue. Um, but I mean, this could be. I mean, they could be teasing at by the end of this movie that gray X Force costume. Yeah, so. that would be cool. I think that's actually that would be kind of a neat tease. There's, yeah. It wouldn't hurt to reveal that before the X Force movie. Well, it's just a great costume. It's a and great it would get costume. People excited. Yeah. Including myself. I just don't want to see it in action until the X-Force film, right? You think it's like a post-credits thing? Yes, it could be very much yeah. a post-credits thing. And, and it might be just that it is hanging on a rack behind him. It could be an Easter egg like that, right? So, yeah, that would be cool. You, know? you don't even yeah. want to see him wearing it. Yeah, like he opens up his closet and there's a bunch of Deadpool suits labeled, you know, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. And then there's that one gray one. So... You know, we'll find oh, yeah, out. I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. You would think you would think we would see why. Like he's not already in X Force though, and already has the thing in his dresser, right? Like it didn't matter. It's a, he's a fourth wall breaking character. It, like we hadn't been introduced to fucking Cable in the last movie, and he's introducing Cable. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. I think it's just one of those things where like Deadpool don't give a fuck. It's a, it's a fourth wall breaking character, and. He teased Cable in the last movie, and I think maybe if there, you know, uh, there's definitely going to be a post credit scene in this one, and maybe no, it's that's just, a great point. That's it, a great point. If you're doing the reveal as a post credit sequence, it yes, doesn't really fucking matter. Exactly. That's my whole point. So, no, um, it's good. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I'm, you know, it'll be one of those fist pumping moments for like you know fans of X Force and, and fans of Deadpool at the end of the movie. Like, oh shit, yeah, we're gonna get the. We're gonna get that, uh, you know, that uh, that gray costume, that uh, covert costume that he wore in, um, you know, in X Force. So, uh, Venom film rumors from Omega Underground. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. It's the they're talking. They, they they think Omega Underground has been uncovering details about the Venom spinoff movie, and they think that um, the story is going to revolve around. The anti-hero's first solo run from the 1993 six-issue comic Venom Lethal Protector. Lethal Protector? Yes. <laughs> so the comic sucks. Introducing, like, uh, the jury and, you know, some of the, the other offspring of the Venom symbiote. Um, and uh, it's basically – Jake, okay, hold on. Like, this is the thing where, like, Spider-Man and Venom, they they – kind of like agree to kind of like do their own thing and venom moves to san francisco and yeah, correct right so but we know there's no spider-man in this movie but on the flip side they have been filming some of this movie in san, in san francisco so um <laughs> it's it's interesting but yeah they're saying that this is going to be based on uh on the the lethal protector storyline where venom had killed uh somebody's father and so like the son of the father once he puts together a team called the jury that's going to go out and kill venom is that uh, is that what it yeah, is yeah that's not that sounds about right yeah so it's been a long time man it's been you know fucking probably 20 years right yeah they they uh yeah yeah it's been a long time so and i haven't gone back to read this so <laughs> no of course you haven't um but uh i yeah, I was really excited about this project up until this news, if it is true. So. That's terrible news if it's true. Just make up new source material. If the <laughs> that's you don't 
oh man, everything you're saying makes too much sense too with the San Francisco filming. It's like why? Just, yeah. Well, could 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 Omega Underground come up with this rumor just based on the set location? You know, I yeah. I hopefully, know. I just don't see any any fanboy out there getting a fucking geek erection over seeing Lethal Protector reproduced. Yeah, like what's the, what's the? There's no collateral there. What's the point? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Armor, armor. The armor that the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> the jury war was uh, stolen Stark armor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, that, they're not doing that in this. Come on, please, come on. This now is... I'm worried they're gonna fucking call it Venom Lethal Protector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they call it Venom Lethal Protector, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, this. I was excited about all the news I was hearing for this film up until that. So. Uh, we got some Dark Phoenix, X-Men Dark Phoenix rumors. You looking forward to Dark Phoenix there, Shy? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Not really? Kind of, though? No. Are you a closet yeah. Dark Phoenix fan? No, 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 no. It's, I'll watch it for sure, but uh, I'm not like, nah. I'm not like as hyped about this as I am for Deadpool. So, but you're basically saying, like, you know, to me and Jake, like, you're not looking forward to it. But, like, in certain circles that you run in, are you are you fucking hyped for uh, Dark Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to extract out of me right now. Whoa. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh let's see here. Anyway. I can, I can wait for this movie. <laughs> I had the... I Red went, box it. I went to this <laughs> this rumor I got from Universo X-Men. So I had to translate the whole page because it's like a Spanish website. Um, but they say the filming of X-Men Dark Phoenix has come to an end and very little information about the film has been released, which leaves the film wrapped in a series of questions and, mis- and mysteries about details of the adaptation of the plot or new characters. But news uniquely obtained from a reliable Canadian source of the X-Men universe <laughs> may shock fans. <laughs> Jake, they gotta... but you know, this is a real bonus that no one cares for the movie because now now no one knows any information. Dude, hey, Jake, do you want to see if Pop Culture Leftovers can start our own uh, fucking X-Men Dark Phoenix rumor? Yeah, let's, I think Pop Culture Leftovers should launch our own drone. I think we'd have the only drone that gave a fuck about X-Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, see, that's the thing. I was thinking about the same thing. Like when they were talking about at the beginning of this article, where it says, uh, uh, "Dark Phoenix has come to an end," and very little information about the film has been released. <laughs> I was thinking it's because like nobody gives a shit. Like nobody's yeah, actually, that... nobody's taking pictures of anybody on film sets. You know what I mean? Like they, no. you know, th- no. Jake. Honestly, they could have been filming in my fucking backyard, and I wouldn't have taken any pictures. I would have just gone about my day. <laughs> And not giving uh, a shit. We, we gave a we gave more of a fuck when they like weren't filming and Gene Gray got engaged to a Jonas brother. Yeah, yeah. Like that mm. made more media than anything going on here. Yeah. I, oh, is know. that right? Sophie yeah. Turner's engaged so, to a Jonas brother? Is I think it's Joe even, right? I don't, I don't know. Jay, I can just see Jake on the toilet reading his 
People magazine and shit. <laughs> oh my god, Sophie Jonas getting to Joe I'm, fucking Jonas? Jake's like yeah. twirling his beard while like I don't know. 17. Are you fact checking me on that? Jake's, I don't want to get corrected Tuesday. Jake's twirling his beard as 17 fucking Funko Pops are staring at him taking a shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I don't, I don't have them in the bathroom now. Jonas Brothers and Sophie Turner. Uh, oh man, <laughs> just in the bedroom. Yeah, Ugh, I didn't say all the brothers. Uh, we, we talked about <laughs> we talked about we talked about polyamorous relationships last week. You never know. Um, He's not Professor Marsden. It's <laughs> no. I thought I always thought the Jonas Brothers could do that Doctor Manhattan thing where they like split off, and that you know what I mean. And be, yeah, whatever. Anyway. I'm trying to fact check myself real quick so I don't sound get correction Tuesday. Oh. Yes, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner yeah. have been, are engaged. All right, there you go. That's what the listeners wanted to know. I'm um, sure. that, they're more interested in that than they are this fucking dark. They Phoenix. already they already yeah. knew because it was out there. <laughs> but anyway, the, oh, this Canadian source that they have about this <laughs> movie, uh, it sounds like sounds like it's an extra, an extra um, that was on the set, and uh, she recorded to count on the presence of aliens in the film and that they would be the scrolls. Oh, I read this yeah. about the fucking scrolls. So one yeah. source confirmed several events and scenes of X-Men Apocalypse before its debut. So we are taking this information very seriously. Check out the new in- <laughs> check out the new information obtained. And I don't know if this is legit or not. They did have pictures. Um the, the scenes in question are in the UN building, which is hosting some discussion on the mutants with various groups of protests against and in favor of them. At the site, besides civilians, are Professor X, Magneto, Cyclops, and Jean Grey, who are surprised by the arrival of alien ships that start the attack. Apparently, Professor X will freeze civilians to avoid panic and mentally control some police officers who are in place to attack the invaders who are, according to our source, were clearly specified as the scrolls. Uh, she heard that in the scene recordings, the actors wore motion capture costumes, which means that the alien race will be created by computer graphics. Cyclops and Professor X uh, faced the aliens, who proved to be strong, bouncing bombs and announcing destruction. Uh, the battle will involve some regions around the UN building. Apparently, Jean Grey and Magneto must participate in the scene. But no information was obtained from both characters. Uh, they, they, uh, they actually they built what I saw. The pictures that I saw in this article is that they built a replica of the UN building. Um, they had it constructed for the film, and it in front of the building it showed multiple flags from the different nations out front. Um, and the scroll the, nation, yeah, scroll nation. Um, no uh, scrolls. And this is interesting because, like, scrolls are actually like we know that we're going to get the scrolls in the Captain Marvel movie. So, like, people are like, "How can you get them in the Fox movie as well?" I hear that they're one of those characters, kind of like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, that can cross over. But yeah, that's true. I researched that this week. It's, right, they can't use the named ones. That's in what Marvel. I would, exactly, yeah. exactly. So no, no payback. The power scroll, no super scroll. Yes, and that, I mean we, we saw that with you know Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They they weren't called that in the Fox movies. They were just called Pietro yeah. and Wanda. <laughs> they were special. 
So um, it's weird though, man. We're getting scrolls in two Marvel movies, and both of those movies are going to be set in the nineties. Yeah, I'm taking this very seriously, just like that article is asking me to. Yeah, right. This is this is <laughs> this is the beginning of Secret Invasion, right? Why are they this calling is the combination it combination of X Men and Marvel? <laughs> well, why are they calling this Dark Phoenix? It's it's what kicks it all off. They don't care. <laughs> it's it's Fox X Men. They don't need. Doesn't matter what they call it. Yeah. So do you think? <laughs> I, I'm joking. That's not really what's happening here. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously not. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. It, it's just, it's a it's I don't know. I just I think it's just a weird movie. I don't. Know. I hope it's not true. Um, I don't. It's true. I mean, they, Jake, they've been talking about. Remember, like this was the, this is not the first time that we've talked about. Uh, well, it, it might not be. Like, weren't they talking about the Shi'ar being involved in this movie as well? Yeah, yeah. But to me, the Shi'ar though is like a a real X Men thing. Like I associate the Shi'ar with the X Men, big time. Yeah. Whereas the scrolls, it's like I don't know. I I really it is I guess. I do associate them most with Fantastic Four, yeah. which is also Fox and right. X Men. Right. I'm but, I'm yeah. willing to bet that they're wrong. That this is actually just the Shi'ar and whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree with the source that they do have some kind of CG alien thing happening, but I, I really hope that you are right and they are wrong and it's not the scrolls because I don't think that would do anyone any favors. To yeah, have. I I still think it's the Shi'ar. I don't think this is the scrolls. We'll find out though. But if I had to guess, I'd say that this is the Shi'ar still and that this was just an extra and they don't tell extras anything. This, this, this extra is probably just like some chick standing in the crowd that watches in amazement at the UN building or outside the UN building or whatever and really has no idea what's going on in the scene. So, you know, that's my guess. I agree. I can't even play devil's advocate here. I hope it's bullshit. I hope you're right. Shy, how you doing, man? You doing good? Yeah, of course, man. All right, we got uh, we got a little we got some DC news and Star Wars news. Let's just jump into DC. You're missing something, though. What? What are we? What am I missing? You're missing our Star Star Trek segment for Trekkie fucking forty seven. Tracky. Trackster. Just the Trackster. Track and field two. Uh, good old tr- Tracky D. Good old track marks. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Go on. No, you're fine. That was bullshit, man. That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> I can fucking eat a dick. I thought Shy was getting ready to drop a fucking like Marvel headline on her ass. I was yeah. like, oh shit, let's get ready to come down the pipeline. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He's got some. Uh, I don't know. Fucking Inhumans news. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah, we're all dying for that, right? Wasn't Inhumans officially canceled this week? No, I read that it had the it like the fourth or fifth episode had like the lowest ratings they'd ever seen on a show ever. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they ever. said they said shows that didn't even air had more viewers. They said five people watched it. <laughs> but three of those people are probably our our listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? Stick with it. Episode five, real good. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta stick with Inhumans, man. It gets, it gets better. It gets better. Season two, episode four is really the right. turning point. Yeah. Yeah, really the turning point. 
<laughs> God. Oh, jeez. Ah, All right. Yeah. Uh, DC News. Let's play the bumper. Bump it up. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right. Got a DC email I'm going to start this segment off with. And it comes from Chris B. And I got to read this from Chris B. He says, hey, guys, hope you had a great week. I've been thinking this over for a week or two, and I just can't figure out the thinking behind it. Brian, you read a rumor, or a fact, not sure, my bad, about Wonder Woman being in the Flash solo movie, and you were against it. So my question is, how is it any different than Iron Man being in the new Spider-Man to help get butts in seats? I know you didn't come your pants over Homecoming, and I can't remember if you had liked the Robert Downey Jr. role in it or not. But I think it's the same approach as Marvel. Who's the favorite character? Or who are the fans in love with right now in the movies? Wonder Woman. I can see it playing out the same way with her as with Robert Downey Jr. in Spidey. was just wondering if you could fill in the blanks for me. Sorry if it sounds like I want you to explain yourself for thinking that. I trust your opinion and I was just curious. Well, hope this week's episode is not total shit so you can get, so you don't get sick of it. And it actually, and actually get to reading the emails. Uh, so in ending, Brian, and then he gave, he gave my last name and he says, thanks Jake for that tidbit. Uh, have a hella good week, boys. Uh, Chris Brown out. Um, I, let me answer this cause he kind of like wanted my answer to this question, um, as to, why I did not want Wonder Woman showing up in a Flash movie where he compares it to Robert Downey Jr. just showing up in a Spider-Man movie. And the big difference for me, Chris, is that The Flash hasn't had a solo movie before and didn't have five previous films and two different actors playing the character before audiences got sick of him. So that's why it's different for me. This is our first full-length Flash movie, and I think it should be just that, a Flash movie. Spider-Man had already been around since 2002. We had 15 years of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and this needed to be done. To introduce him into the MCU, he had to feel like a part of the MCU, and you had to, of course, you had to usher him in with Robert Downey Jr., like, We've never had a Flash movie before. Like, yeah, we had the 1990 uh, John Wesley Ship series that lasted a year. And then we've had Grant Gustin on the CW now. But, like, this is the first Flash movie. I want to see a great Flash movie. I don't feel like they need to throw Wonder Woman into that film. I think that now, had there been two other actors that have played the Flash in the past and we've watched 15 years of Flash movies, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, let's, let's throw Gal Gadot in there. But as of right I now, I agree with that logic. Yeah, the Flash yeah. is fresh and new, and Spider-Man yeah. was old and fucked up. So it's yeah, you're completely. And right. on top of that, we had a taste of uh, Tom Holland in uh, Civil War as well. Whereas with Flash, we just got like a three-second glimpse of him over a security camera in um, Batman v Superman and his logo. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. No. Lex Luthor needs nice to get logo Lex made. He needs to get a job in graphic design, right? I was getting ready to say the same thing. Oh, I know you were, Jake. I know you were. Jake's always Jake's always uh, trying to one up me on the uh, on the jokes here. 
on the podcast. <laughs> not, not a one-up. It was the same joke. Mine <laughs> was no better or worse. Oh, man. Yeah. Jake's actually like, man, I'm glad Brian said that one. <laughs> I know. That, that, worked out, that worked out to my advantage. <laughs> you took another real bad one earlier, too. I forget which one it was now. Uh, I was thankful for it, too. Yeah, Jake's, Jake's, I was getting ready to yeah. say it, and then you said it. That was it, a 10-second like, one. You, yeah, I forgot it now as well. <laughs> Are you, guys, are you guys? Are you guys fucking taking score? What the fuck? Oh no, we've got a we've got a back burner wager going on. Don't worry. No, about no, it. no score. I said I, it was the one that I told you that I waited uh, ten seconds for before I said it. To oh see yeah, if you were going to say it. Yeah. But then when you said it, I was like, oof, I'm glad I didn't say that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Does that answer Chris Brown's question? Yeah. I mean, are you guys in the same camp with me, or like, yeah, Jake, yeah, Jake, you are. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I 100% agree. I agree, definitely. Yeah. All right, that's that's my answer there for you, Chris. Chris, trying to call me out on the show. Trying to call me out there, Chris. Fuck you. All right. Yeah, then he gets all <laughs> shitty about us for not reading emails enough kind of at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you called him out on that. <laughs> oh, man. We'll read emails when we want to. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah, and emails got you, uh, you got on the backlog over there. No, Chris, I want you to I want you to get on here and fucking read a Joey White Wolf fucking email. All right, <laughs> I don't want you to know, and I want you I want you to tell me how that goes for you, man. All right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth on the old emails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. Yeah, you know, seriously. Like after that episode, and after I like thought about that email, I was like off in the corner. Fucking like in the fetal position, rocking back and forth. Like, uh, you know, I had no idea what fucking Joey was trying to like talk about. I didn't know. I was scared like Joey was outside my house, you know, pacing. I don't know what's going on. I know. I was trying to email you after that episode and you weren't responding because you had deleted your emails off your yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I got, I finally got your email. Um, and it said the, e- but Brian, the Joey White Wolf email. It came from inside the house, and it freaked, it, it freaked me the fuck out. Man, I'm a real jerk for sending that. Yeah, and it was fucked up. You sent, you sent me that fucking white wolf sweatshirt in the mail, you son of a bitch. Oh, man. It's been, it's been a long con, but it's been worth it. Oh, yeah. I think you are Joey White Wolf. <laughs> I, I wish I was. I wish I was. I would come clean. Ah, uh, you incoherent fuck! <laughs> I just don't think that kind of incoherency can be replicated. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, he's an original. <laughs> he's an original. Did he email in again? Because if he did, I would love to hear that. Oh God, Joey! Let's get, let's get a bumper for Joey Whitewall. <laughs> hey, you know, you know who we haven't heard of uh, from in a while that's upset me. Wilderness John. Wilderness fucking John. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I lose at least 15 minutes of sleep every night. Like, I used to get to sleep in five minutes. Now it takes 20 because we never hear from Wilderness John. All right, showdown in the woods. White Wolf, Joey White Wolf meets up with Wilderness John. How long does it last? How long does <laughs> oh, it last? I, I, oh, man, I'm glad you phrased it that way. I thought you were getting ready to insult our intelligence by asking who was going to win. No, no, how long does it last? <laughs> oh, fuck. Does it last? Okay. How far away do they start from each other when you ring the bell? I mean, we're talking. Let's do this. Let's do this. Five hundred feet. 
Okay, we're in the woods. There's a clearing in the woods, 500 feet. It's like it's like that scene in uh, in the first Avengers movie where Cap, Iron Man, and Thor are out there in the woods and shit. Mm. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Less than five minutes. Five minutes. Holy shit! That's wow, a long time. That's a long. I was time. thinking more taboo style, like less than three seconds, dude. I was. Yeah, thinking- I mean, they're 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 five hundred feet away from each other. I don't know what that means. Uh, can you, can we turn that to metric for shy? <laughs> five hundred feet. Like you you're acting like it doesn't it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's pretty far actually. Uh, Fuck. Okay, five minutes sounds plausible. Did you convert it? I did. I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, this is uh, this is a uh, we need we need we need a wilderness John email. I need to know if you're still listening, Chief. Yeah, yeah five hundred feet in the woods. I think wilderness John is gonna he's gonna enjoy this. You know, he's yeah. not just gonna go and just like boom over as fast as it can be. He's gonna enjoy the hunt. All right. So you think all like the wilderness animals kind of like. Are they like surrounding them in a circle and watching? You know, is it? Is it? I'd like to think they were. I'd love, like you know, like coyotes. I like to think they're cheering him on. <laughs> <laughs> like the coyotes are just on their two back legs, like fist bumping. Do you think like the 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 actual wolves are kind of like, oh shit, oh man, he's fucking dead. He's gone. He's dead. You think, I, I think it just looks like John. I want John Favreau direct this scene, like in the like from the Jungle Book, you know. Yeah, yeah. he could do this after Lion King and in between. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jungle Book Two. Yeah, the what's this movie called? Uh, mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Wilderness John versus the White Wolf. No, it, it it would be incoherent title, just like Joey named it or something. <laughs> like it would incoherent be incoherent title. It, 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 you wouldn't even Let's call it he versus me. Yeah. <laughs> fight time. I like that title. Fight time. That's yeah, a great is, title. Fight time is now or something. I don't know. <laughs> versus me is good. I like Him that. versus me. Oh, man. Our listeners got to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, especially new listeners that don't even know who Wilderness John is are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? It's our secret plan to encourage you to give us more downloads on our previous episodes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Go back. Go back. We have a full catalog of wonderful episodes you can enjoy. All right. Anyway, what have we Uh, Justice League. Jake, you're going to be happy about this. Justice League runtime confirmed, I think, at 121 minutes. So it's the shortest. Yeah, I I did cheer at that. That counts credits, too, I heard. Yeah, shortest film in the DCEU to date. I'm actually happy about this, man. I I, I don't want to go into another fucking, like, two two and a half hour movie and then like get an extended cut where it's like hey we got an extra half hour that's gonna <laughs> fill in all the bullshit you didn't understand oh wow i'm so glad i saw the extended cut because all the shit i didn't understand when i first liked the movie and told everybody i loved it now i love it even more you know it's like <laughs> why'd you like it yeah i don't know yeah i'm just saying Jade. yeah a little bit um a little bit but, you know, um, yeah, it's the shortest DCEU film to date. I don't think that you, just because it's called the Justice League ne- that it needs to be the longest uh, to make it em- to make it epic. If, you, if you're trying to make an epic movie, it doesn't have to be two and a half hours long. No, no, so. it does not. It does not. Empire Strikes Back. Look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very two true. and a half fucking hours long. Right. Uh, and it's got tons <laughs> of characters. It's it's good shit. 
<laughs> fucking great shit. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, David Ayer, uh, the uh, director for the possible Gotham City Sirens. I don't know if this is official yet. I mean, it was not nothing. They didn't uh, San Diego Comic Con. I don't think it was rolled out as like you know one of the upcoming films, but it's been talked about anyway. David Ayer recently followed Isa Gonzalez on Twitter, the actress who played John Hamm's love interest in the film Baby Driver. And so now that David Ayer is following her on Twitter, the internet is thinking that she might be playing Catwoman in the Gotham City Sirens film. So, um, dude, I, I loved her in Baby Driver. So, I don't know. I'm not opposed to her playing Catwoman. No, that's decent enough casting. Um, I feel like they always feel like they have to hire, like the last couple Catwomans have, have been someone that have kind of made headlines, even the last three. So I kind of like a move away from that. I think that's a smart move. I agree. You know? Shy, did you see uh, Baby Driver? Of course, man. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a great film. Yeah. Super entertaining. I heard a lot of people say shit like, oh, it wasn't very like capturing and it wasn't very whatever. I thought it was a great movie. Um, you know, it's like, it's one of the, like, the only guy that, alive that could make that movie is Edgar Wright. It's like, agreed. Definitely. And he's done some great fucking films, you know, like Hot yeah. Fuzz, you got Shaun of the Dead, you got Scott Pilgrim versus the World, mm-hmm. like really just fucking awesome movies. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, when a, when a director can make a movie and make it like 100% their own, their own vision, you yeah. And you don't get that a lot these days, man. It's like... No, you really don't. You know, you've got directors like Quentin Tarantino. And you, when you watch a Tarantino film, you know you're watching a Tarantino mm-hmm. film. And that's, I feel the same way about Edgar Wright. I feel like yep. he's got his own style. And he's just... And it's it, and it's a cool style. Like, I don't know. There's something about once you get done watching an Edgar Wright movie, like, he passes on a little bit of that cool to you. Like as soon as I got done watching Baby Driver, I wanted to get. I drive a sports car. I drive a Camaro. I wanted to get. I wanted to hit the road and just fucking <laughs> just fly down the highway. You know, mm. like he oh, just. Oh yeah, I bet. He just. What he, kind of Camaro? Uh, it's. I, I don't. Know. Is it a V6 or a V8? It's a V6. Yeah. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm not so gonna. Sick. Yeah. It, I'm. It's uh, green and it's nice. It's, Dude, stop sounding so fucking modest about it. It's, it's a fucking right. Camaro, man. Be proud of it. Yeah, I got it after I got my divorce. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, like midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's one of those things. Like, dude, I had a picture of a Camaro in my fucking fridge before, like, when when I was married, and I was like, yeah, this is the car that I want to get. And what did we get? We ended up getting her her little Chrysler Sebring convertible. <laughs> so, you know, like after we, after we after after we got the divorce, I'm like, fuck you, bitch, and I went out and I got my Camaro. Uh, you, know. you know, were you married to Skyler from Breaking Bad? No, <laughs> no. Oh, it felt, it felt like it. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, yeah. So, anyway, where are we? Anyway, yeah. Jason Momoa uh, talked with Total Film, and apparently he says, um, "My man." <laughs> <laughs> And then he proceeds to say it ten more times. <laughs> no, he said he, he he's talking about how him and Cyborg at the beginning of the movie don't get along. So like what we see in the trailer, like my man, you know, like that that wonderful moment doesn't happen until later. So spoilers. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> I know. I can't wait to see like the uh, development of those two characters to where they can share that intimate moment as Cyborg is flying along and tosses his underwater buddy at some parrot shit thing or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. The legendary rivalry of Cyborg and Aquaman. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're going to be talking about that. Um, he. Uh, I guess since they can't do Green Lantern Flash, they got to transfer it somewhere. He says, uh, me and Cyborg. Oh, God, Green Lantern and Flash. Don't you think that they would have to cast a younger actor as Green Lantern then? Like, wouldn't yeah. you want it to be like a like an Ezra Miller age actor? I would think. You would want him to have chemistry with the Flash and not just be like oh. his dad. Exactly. That's like some of the best stuff in Justice League comics is like when those two are talking. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why I brought it up. It's kind of the one thing that's going to be missing from a new age Justice League movie. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this Army Hammer rumors are not true. So. Oh, yeah. That's awful. The Army Hammer is Green Lantern rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get out of here with that. Uh, he, uh, I will pretend to watch an Army Hammer Green Lantern movie. I liked Army Hammer in like one thing. I liked him in Reaper and that was a TV show and that was it. So, I mean, you know, and he was all right. And I haven't gone back and watched it, but Lone Ranger, he was like, okay. <laughs> he, he was decent enough. <laughs> you wouldn't know, you son of a bitch. Um, and, <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is talking to Total Film about his relationship with Cyborg, and he says, me and Cyborg do not get along at all. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Over time, that will change. It's the same thing with Bruce. I'm like, nah, I'm not buying into it. So uh, Momoa talked about the Aquaman film too and how it's an origin story. He says, uh, it's the whole origin story for sure. You'll see young Arthur and everything. It goes from before he was born. It's the whole mythology of it. Sounds like they're taking a page out of the Wonder Woman movie here, right? Yeah, yeah, doing the the team up first and then stepping back into the origin. Yeah, he goes on to say, it's unbelievable where we start in this movie and where we end up. Right now, I'm filming all the end stuff, and it's pretty insane. I hate comparing things, but when I watch Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, you see all these amazing worlds and the places they go, and you watch Star Wars, and they do battles in space. Well, what do you think is going to happen underwater? There are so many cool worlds we're going to, and my character definitely goes on a big adventure, and you travel the world with him. He is comparing Aquaman to uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We know that um, Aquaman is going to take place after Justice League, too, right? Because hasn't Momoa kind of spoiled that already with the... He's not king yet in Justice League, but becomes king by the end of Aquaman stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's already said. But, I mean, this is definitely getting flashbacks because we get to see it. He says it goes from before he was born. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like it's going to go through all the time periods here. <laughs> wow, it'll be like the Forrest Gump of superhero movies. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Oh man, I don't know. It's it's like it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they've done some really good casting in that movie. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Willem Dafoe, great actor. Uh Nicole Kidman, great actor. I mean, it's I I feel like they are trying to pull from what Marvel did in the Thor films. Like 
Marvel didn't know. Surround Momoa by good with good stuff. Yes, we need to get you know, uh, you know, uh, Natalie Portman, and we got to get. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that's a good point. It's not the worst formula either. No, but like, come on. It's not, but in the in the in the fucking Thor trailers, we don't have Thor going. All right, man, yeah, woohoo, fuck yeah, I'm a Norse god, motherfucker. The comedy was a lot more subtle. Yeah, yeah, and that's saying a lot because it's not like Thor comedy is super subtle. No, no, no. Oh man, yeah, God. Oh fuck, this Aquaman movie, and he's gonna he's gonna fucking destroy Justice League for me. I cannot see myself leaving the theater and being like, oh my god. Trucker Aquaman was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Every preconception we had couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. He was the, you know, the Spider-Man from Civil War of Justice League. I'm telling you, man, if I if I go to C2E2 and I see people cosplaying as as Trucker Aquaman, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, Jake, it's going to be hard for me not to say, fuck you, you're part of the problem. Prediction: Brian's going to get beat up by Jason Momoa at CG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck, that's the real deal. <laughs> oh, dude, if I got hit, if I got beat up by Jason Momoa, oh my god, that would that would be probably the best day of my life. Yeah, what? We, 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 we we'd rename this podcast into. Guy got beat up by Jason Momoa. Oh, dude, <laughs> shy. Seriously, the street cred. Oh my god! No, fuck that shit. Let's go over there and make that guy pick up litter, man. What's this all about? Oh, my main man Brian. What the fuck? <laughs> Momoa's littering too. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> all right, now we're off the rails. J.K. Simmons talked with Total Film uh, as well. Um, uh, about his character of Commissioner Gordon and revealed that they're working on a script for Justice League 2. Um, he said, um, Commissioner Gordon wears a trench coat in every scene, so I don't know that the pumped up part is going to be all that evident. Oh, talking about him working out and shit. Um, oh, Jesus. But this is the first just, yeah, they probably didn't even ask him about it. He probably just started it, started with that. <laughs> Talking about his bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a trench coat in every scene, but yeah, I'm working out, I'm looking good. Anyway, whatever. You fucking, you went, you went to your doctor, JK Simmons, and you got your, uh, little testosterone gel, okay? You, you're rubbing testosterone gel on yourself. You know you're doing it. Come on, knock it off. Anyway, yeah, you got, you got, you probably got yourself a younger girlfriend wanting to stay, you know, perform, <laughs> perform better in bed, you know, you know, get older. The equipment don't work quite as well as it used to when you were younger. You got to get the uh, testosterone gel. Um, <laughs> like, why does he have information about the next script? <laughs> well, yeah, and J.K. Simmons is in the know. He's, he's the guy yeah. that needs to know his character arc. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he goes, uh, they're working on scripts for the Batman and for the next Justice League movie. It introduces my incarnation of Commissioner Gordon. I don't have a lot to do. Uh, I feel like I just <laughs> dip my toe in the water of who Commissioner Gordon will be. So, and he said that in between sets. For the full scoop, check out the Batman. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's, he was getting his pump on for total film. Yeah. Exciting. 
Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to get uh, Commissioner Gordon protein bars. I know. <laughs> I can't wait till they reveal Commissioner Gordon to be Bane and that he's like pumping venom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move into Star Wars news and wrap this fucking garbage up. Uh, <laughs> What's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Pop. I'm playing the bumper, That's Jesus true. Christ. I'm playing the bumper. That's impossible. What the fuck are you yamming her on about, Jake? I was confused by the you, the noise you made. You went the raw, 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 raw. I didn't realize that was the bumper. That was me up, looking sorry. for the bumper. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, Jake said one thing. He'll He'll get it. He'll get it that the bumper's playing in the background. And he, Where are you? <laughs> I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Scared of the Lord. <laughs> I had to like whisper it to as well. Like, hey, even Shy got it. Shy was like, he's playing the fucking bumper, jackass. I know. It's only, it's only like the 500th time I've had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever leave me alone like that again. Jake, it's okay, buddy. Are you okay? I'm ba- I'm back, buddy. Don't worry. You made scary noises and then you left me fucking alone. You <laughs> ro ro ro. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. Don't worry. Okay. All right, man. All right. Don't worry. It's everything's okay. I won't do that again. I if I leave again, I'll warn you. Okay. 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 All right. I'm glad that was the last bumper. Fuck. Jake's Jake's like that kid that gets lost in the mall and can't find his mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I play a bumper, it's the same thing with this guy. Oh my gosh! Now I gotta buy. Now I gotta buy him a fucking toy. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um Ron Howard uh reveals that the Han Solo movie is going to be titled simply Solo, a Star Wars story. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I'm like catching my breath still. Um Yeah, it's whatever. Like I think we all saw this coming. Um I I don't know. I've seen a lot of hate for this. It doesn't really bother me. If the movie's good, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. So I don't want I want people to know it's the Han Solo movie. Just fucking call it Solo or Han Solo. I'm oh, fine with that. It's well, what I expected. Where's the hate coming from? Like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that it's named after the title character. You know, I, it's just. I don't understand. Yeah. If they would have called, what were they going to call it? Carillion Adventure or something stupid? You know, I, I don't know. You do that. You do that with Han Solo. Then people are going to start comparing it to the Indiana Jones titles. If you would have called it Han Solo colon anything, then people are saying, oh, you know, Indiana Jones and uh, you know Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, Han Solo and the Raiders of the Lost Ark or something stupid like that. You know, you, they can't. That's a great point. They can't win. It, it would either way. They can't win. So. I solo a Star Wars story. I'm fine with. I'm fine with. So agreed. Agree. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, video that he released? Oh, uh, the one where he talked about it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Ron Howard. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I thought that was a great reveal. Yeah, and he he actually held the title card, and so... Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that's a great title. I, I, mean, I Anybody who hates Ron can fucking eat a dick. I love... <laughs> Ron Howard is... I love his social media interaction. I think that yeah. he's right up there, especially for being like an older director. I think he's like right up there as far as like James Gunn. He doesn't do as much, but he is very active on social media. So, yeah, really, where's he? What's he doing stuff on? Uh, what lot, platform is he most? Instagram and Twitter is what I've been mm. seeing a lot around Howard. So. But he also know like he knows whose target audience is, you know, and he he takes an effort to interact with them. Yeah, basement dwelling nerds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, Benicio del Toro is playing DJ in the film. Uh, the rumor is that that stands for "Don't Join." Uh, anyway. DJ is getting his own one-shot comic book in December. It's called DJ Aftermath. And it ta- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was ahead of that joke, but it still killed me. Uh, no, it's it's. I don't know what it's going to be called. It's uh, it might just be called what is it? Do they have the name here? They just released. They they, they they're talking about um, DJ getting his own comic book, and it's going to come out in December. And here's the synopsis. When Star Wars The Last Jedi takes theaters in force, get it? They actually put that fuck off. (laughs) Uh, This December, Star Wars fans will get a sneak peek into some new dark corners of the galaxy far away. And out of one of those corners scuttles DJ, the mysterious character played by Benicio Del Toro, who is this mystery man and what put him in the path of our resistance heroes? Join Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Star Wars, join the resistance. Star Wars. Oh, they're talking about other credits. As they reveal a day in the life of DJ just before his appearance in the film. So, like, no spoilers here at all. But um, there's going to be a uh, DJ comic book that comes out right before The Force Awakens. So, Jake, does this sound like something that you would be interested in picking up at all? Yeah, I, I would I, because it takes place right before the Force Awakens, and or it takes place right before the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi. No, I was just saying like this book gets released right before the oh. Last Jedi comes out, um, sometime in December. That, that, but that um, me, I, it's it's a, it's a day. It reveals a day in DJ's life. Oh yes, just before his appearance in the film. I don't know if they're that talking makes me about arrested because yeah. it's such a mysterious character that we know so little about that, right. that does kind of make me want to want to read it a little bit. Yeah, do you think it's just going to be about him and what is it going to be about him and other other slicers, these computer hackers? Like, what is he doing? I mean, is he? Uh, I mean, we know he's profiting from this, so he's probably making deals and profiting. I don't know. We could get an appearance from Maz Kanata. Who knows? I don't know. By the end of the book, it might be like Maz Kanata calling him and saying, hey, you know, I want you to meet up with Rose and Finn. You know? Who knows? So. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I would definitely. It's a Marvel one-shot, huh? Yeah, it's a Marvel the, one-shot. It's a one-day, too. So that could be interesting where they like kind of do it 24 style and show yeah. like the time progression of the day. Yeah, it wouldn't show Maz Kanata talking to him then. It, that doesn't yeah. – that wouldn't line yeah, up. Yeah, that wouldn't fit into the day. And it wouldn't fit into the film because we're going to see that. 
you know. Yeah, he can't get far in 24 hours if yeah. he's right where. He's probably going to be on, what's the name of um, yeah, the can, Casino Planet? Canto Bite. Yeah. I would, I, it, I would like it to be the day before, though, you know? I would like it to be yeah. the day before. The day before that he meets up with Rose and Finn. I would love that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You think they'd try to do something cute where they lead it right up to where we see him in the movie? That's that's what I was hoping. I, I would actually like that. Yeah, but it wouldn't make it like it, it wouldn't work. it wouldn't make sense until we actually saw the film. Then we'd be like, then we'd actually go back to the book and be like, oh my god, you know, I don't know. Yeah, at that point they should put it out after the movie comes out if that's the case. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. JJ They're going to get more sales if they don't. They're going to get more sales if they put it out before. Oh yeah, cuz like everybody will know the answer to who DJ is, you know, after the movie mm-hmm. comes out. You know, we'll know more about him when the movie comes out, a lot more. So it's like like yeah, let's uh all you basement dwelling Star Wars nerds, you want to know something more about him? <laughs> of course they do. J.J. Abrams was on a BBC radio show with Rogue One and Jurassic World composer Michael Cicchino and had some quotes about Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, he said, well, it's certainly something that I'm aware of now working on Episode Nine, coming back into this world after having done Episode Seven. I feel like we need to approach this with the same excitement that we had when we were kids, loving what these movies were. And at the same time, we have to take them places that they haven't gone and that's sort of our responsibility it's a strange thing michael's worked on things like planet of the apes and star trek and star wars and these are the things of dreams yet we can't just revel in that we have to go elsewhere so i don't know i'm not taking a whole lot out of that i'm just saying that um sounds like episode nine is gonna it sounds like they're trying to take it to new places that we haven't seen in star wars before so that made me want to ask a completely unrelated question. Uh, do we know who's doing the score for the Han Solo movie? Can I give you a completely unrelated answer? Sure. <laughs> the New York Mets. <laughs> I don't know that they're up to the task. No, as far as like who's doing the, uh, the, the score for episode nine, I have no idea. I hope. Th- no, not episode nine, the, the Solo movie. The Han Solo movie. Oh, shit. I don't know. Like, Giacchino did Rogue One. I don't know who's doing – I don't know who's scoring Han Solo. Yeah, that's what made me think of it is because you, you talked about Giacchino being there for that yeah. statement. Yeah. Is he involved with Solo? Is he doing Solo too? I don't know. I really I, – dude, I have no I've, – I've never even thought about who's composing the, 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 the music. So is John Powell. John Powell? Yeah, he did like How to Train Dragon, Rio, Born Identity, and Shrek. Hmm. Mm, that mm, seems pretty yeah. lackluster. Wait. Yeah. Um, are we going to get some Smash Mouth in this movie? <laughs> Somebody told Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, he's done a lot of animation movies. Looks mm-hmm. pretty lackluster indeed. Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, also. Some news here. Uh, Ryan Johnson, ep- uh, episode eight director, talked to THR and is not involved in any way with episode nine, according to him. He says, J.J. Abrams is doing a third movie. I'm not involved in it. They'll be writing their own story. 
but continuing on with what we did. Hmm. Seems weird, this whole, the way they're passing the baton in these chapter movies. It's, and it's hard to say whether or not it'll work well with only having one example so far. Yeah. Huh. So. I'm not hmm. I'm not too thrilled with that statement, to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you. So. No. I almost don't buy it 100% either. Ah, I'm just, I just, man, he gives the quotes, I read them. I don't know. No, no, I agree, yeah. but it's, it's a great thing to say if you want to stop having people ask you questions about episode nine. Yeah. I, trying to sell episode eight. I guess I, it's one of those things where, like, I, you know, like we heard the rumors that uh, Ryan Johnson was writing the script or help helping to write the script for episode nine. And they're like, they said, no, that's not true. That's not true. Colin Trevorrow and this other guy are writing the script. And, uh, and then, and so we were all kind of like blown away. Like, cause we're, we're hearing that news like, you know, six months to a year later after we thought that Ryan Johnson was working on this script. So like there's, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of miscommunication about like who's working on what, who's, in, who, who's collaborating on this and that. We don't know, you know? So, when I found out that Colin Trevorrow and and the writer that he had for Jurassic World and the writer that he had for Safety Not Guaranteed were were working on Episode Nine, I was kind of like shocked. And then they get kicked yeah. off the project, and so like and everybody, and, you know, I don't know. It, it, so the the fact that 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 JJ, you know, he's a prolific director. I don't think that he need, necessarily needs to work along with Ryan Johnson. I, I think it would be a nice it would be a nice thing, but. He doesn't need to. It just sounds like Ryan Johnson's just done. He's washed his hands clean with Star Wars. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. I'm I, out. It, it, maybe he's getting payback on JJ because, from what we know, it's it's yeah. exactly how JJ left him kind of in the first place. Well, yeah, Ryan. Well, there in was what a, situation. What Ryan asked what happened was Ryan actually asked JJ to do a couple things for set up for his film. Like he he asked uh-huh. JJ, could you? You know, I'm thinking I've got ideas for episode eight. Could you work this into episode seven? And JJ was like, sure. nope, nope. And I'm not saying he did that with every idea. I mean, there might have been ideas that Ryan wanted to roll with that JJ was like, sure. But like, there were some things that JJ put his foot down and said, no, no, I'm this, I'm doing it this way. And so, you know, I mean, Jake, you might be right. Ryan might be just be like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't see any tweets from from fucking J.J. Abrams to Ryan Johnson or any kind of communication to Ryan Johnson. Like, oh, you know, great job on episode eight. We we do know that he's got to be happy with it to it, in some capacity because he's doing the next film. It's not like he's taking on a turd, you know. Sure, yeah. he's not trying to fix something that's broken. Or yeah, I don't think he even. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe J.J. has come out in public and said, you know, yeah, Ryan's done a great job with the movie or something. I, I but I haven't read those quotes. I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. I don't know. It's it is kind of weird that Ryan's not involved at all in in nine. Um, so yeah, or at least admitting right. to it. So I don't know why he'd admit to it. Yeah, me neither. That seems weird. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say yeah. to the press, unless he really is tired of the episode nine questions. Yeah. Yeah. The final, the final, um, the final story I have here, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap after this one is. A Reddit user may uh, may have figured out who Luke and Snoke are talking to in the second Last Jedi trailer. Here's the title. Mm-hmm. Here's the title of the Reddit post. Uh, spoiler: 
I've noticed that the Taiwanese subtitles for The Last Jedi trailer indicates the gender of the person Snoke and Luke is talking to. So basically, um, they, this person kind of like breaks down like the different words and I guess there's the, the different symbols that are used in the subtitles, um, refer to gender. And so, um, the person goes on to say that this means that when Snoke says, when I found you, Snoke is talking to a female character, which in my opinion is most likely Ray at this point. After that, near the end of the trailer, when Snoke says, fulfill your destiny, the you, the subtitle wrote, is now, he shows the symbol, which means that Snoke is talking to a male character now. So at this point, Snoke is probably referring to Kylo or other male male characters. Uh, lastly, when Luke says, this is not going to go the way you think, the you is again written with a certain symbol, which means Luke is talking to a male character. At this point, Luke is probably not talking to Rey but someone else. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say that I'm not buying this 100% because when the Last Jedi poster first came out and the title was revealed, um, people were wondering, um, what is Jedi singular or plural? And there were like French outlets and things like that that were saying like, oh, it's, it's plural. And I think there, what was another one? Was it the Chinese or Japanese or I can't remember which other country – was it Germany? I can't remember. That said I don't was, remember either. They said it was plural as well. I can't remember which other country said it was plural as well. Now, they we, were, and they were completely fucking wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. I, it, Ryan Johnson came out and he says – you know, somebody point blank asked him like, who's the last Jedi? And he said Luke. You know, he just came out and said Luke. So we know it's singular. It's just Luke. He's the last Jedi. So as far as like making – as far as like the the gender being indicated by the subtitles, um, I, I don't – I think they had to put something in there for these subtitles. So they just – they they guessed. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they'd be so – they seem pretty smart too when it comes to defending these secrets. They're, just, they're not going to – gender identify the characters by subtitles yeah like you think they'd they'd know to avoid that i'm not buying it i'm not either i, I don't it's think it's an interesting either. story though yeah it's an interesting story i just don't think that we're going to get our our answers from a taiwanese commercial and the subtitles you know. that because yeah, we all know the best information comes from there right yeah i mean that's where <laughs> i mean that's where we get most of our spoilers for this show <laughs> So, you know, (sighs) got to find out about X-Men Phoenix saga from somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it now. Yeah. We'll find out. It's from a Reddit user too, but you know, anyway, that's all I got this week, fellas. Oh man. But how amped are you for Star Wars episode eight? Lost Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Pretty, pretty, pretty amped. Pretty, pretty good. Oh man, did you see the third episode of Curb? Oh, I did, man. And they cannot yeah. wait for the next one. You guys are gonna watch it tonight, right? Oh God, yes, dude. Fucking. I, I usually watch them on Monday. That. Oh uh, yeah, as do I. Go on. That third episode. That was a return to form. <laughs> That was they great. got Rashford fucking Rundy. Like, how, man, this show is just 
killing it on every note, and Larry David is such a fucking genius. Oh, man, I was hoping that him and Elizabeth Banks would start dating this season. She was yeah, great. Man. And, and her and Cheryl Hines would have, like, a bit of a rivalry. Uh, that would have be been too. so much fun. That yeah. would have been so much fun. And I, you got Jeff Green. Go on. I looked up, you know, like, uh, is uh, Ted Danson still with Mary Steenburgen? And they're still good. I was, yeah, I yeah. looked it up, too. Yeah, it was it was 100% television show fabricated. But Oh, man. God, Disappointing. That, the, they're that, great uh, sports but, for doing that, though. Yes. They are. They, this this episode, this whole season so far, only three episodes in, and it's fucking fantastic. Like, it's really, really great. And I was really worried because I haven't been on the air for like three, four years now. And, yeah, I was blown away. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, The third was definitely the best by far. Yes, yeah, For sure. Yeah. That for first sure. episode, I was just kind of like, eh. The second one with the pickle jar was kind of like, all right. But, man, this... Oh God! Episode three was fucking like Emmy worthy. It was that good, in my opinion. I thought the you know general disturbance in the kitchen. I was like, oh my God, this is just brilliant. And that one character who plays that fucking patron in the restaurant, just like not giving anything away. We all know that person. Oh God, yeah. All know that person. Yeah. Just this fucking blank nobody. Yeah. It was really well shot too. Like when the first time he goes into the restaurant without his costume, and you're they're scanning around, and you're seeing all the women looking at him and everything. Yeah, yeah. It made it funny without even any dialogue. Like it was very well shot. Yeah, and I thought the the fella from uh, what was it called, the league, uh, played a great part. I don't, I can't recall his name now, but we know we, you, Brian. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, hey. the 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 head the head chef. Yeah, he plays in gym or something. Yeah, he's the league. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, from the league. Yeah, yeah, that was great as well. I he, love that they guy. They were yelling at each other. It was fucking yeah. great. Oh, I, I, I love Elizabeth Banks when she plays flirty Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. Like, what was it? Uh, the 40-Year-Old Virgin. She was yes. so hilarious in that movie. Yeah, she's all flirty and shit. And she was she was doing that a little bit here with David buying him the drink and all that shit. And I was just like, oh, this is great. Definitely. So, I agreed. Yeah. Oh man, Leon, Leon, this season so far, like regardless of episode one, two, and three or yeah. whatever happened, Leon is just the best character that's <laughs> ever been. He's just so good, man. Yeah, yeah, I love Jamie he's, Smooth, man. He's he's hilarious. He is, Oh man, he is so good. What's what's his new security guard's name? Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know fuck. that dude's name. Yeah, yet. it's a guy who like you can't fucking mutter under your breath in front of him. <laughs> yeah, what the, what the fuck did you say? I did like it. I did. <laughs> I, I did like it when dude at the end of the second episode was chasing um, the 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 high class prostitute and the boy out of the house. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, our curb your enthusiasm podcast will be up on Tuesday, guys. So yeah, awesome. I'm excited for cool. that. I'm kidding. We don't do a curb no. podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. I, Shy, thank you so much for staying up so late with us, dude. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's like yes. quarter to four now, so I'm gonna get like a <laughs> solid three hours of sleep. Get some sleep, man. Get some sleep, man. All right. It was worth it. Yeah, and just like all good leftovers say on the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. 
You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap.